Welcome to Ever After Redemption. I am your GM, Adrian. With us, as always, are uh, Andrew. I will be playing Galzareth. Grace, I'll be playing Gwyn. Sean, I'll be playing Black Oak. Priscilla, I will be playing Verendra. And Josh, I'll be playing the Kyurger. All right. Um, when you last left off, you're about to go into Greenstone City. Uh, you had various adventures. There was a fight. Um, I described it. It's uh, even more ridiculous than uh, Imperial City. Um, and you had like, you were in the parking garage essentially, where they yeah. told you. That's right. Yeah, yeah. To authorize your passage out of through and out of the city is going to take a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, you parked the train in the garage. We agreed on a hotel we're staying at. Mm-hmm. Right, where are you staying at? The big one. Mm-hmm. The big, most secure one, I think. Cloud Skimmer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that gives us the most ambiguity. <coughs> yes. That's the word I'm looking for. Anonymity. 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 Yeah, that's it. So this is full Greenstone City, not Little Greenstone, the island. No, it's not Little Greenstone. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's just named after the part of the city. Okay. Um, now... They, we left off there, you're right in the parking garage, so that's where we'll start. Um, you get a message, or actually, yeah, yeah, they were working in here, I think, um, from Arathion, uh, trying to coordinate with you, Verindra. Okay. And I can play these out if you want, but usually it's just like touching base and trying to figure out where, where to go. Uh, do you relate that you're being, yes. being delayed? Yes, um, and I will give him the um, information of where we're staying. There's a moment, and he comes back to says, like, well, we're just going to keep going, because you, uh, you guys have been sort of being able to go faster than them, okay. even with the power of that vessel. It's still by water, and the closer you get to the Greenstone, is really congested, and it's just, they, it's a warship, and if they just went full steam, they just kill people. Yeah. And it's hard to maneuver, it's so huge. They're going to have to go cruise boats. They, they say that there's one of those uh, river islands is a few a day or a couple of days north mm-hmm. that they're going to stop there. Um, um, uh, I will uh, uh, thank him for the, the message and I will let him know that um, I will relay that information to Ildoth as well. Because okay. she's currently losing now. What? The race. Oh, right. She's, she's like <laughs> sitting there, looking around, and and she looks at you. It's like you just told me I'm right here. You didn't. I mean, I think people should just talk to each other instead of just using the message. I mean, we're right here. I agree. You don't have to use it all the time. It's true. You don't. You don't have to use it all the time. Subtext. <laughs> 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 Real, real, real subtle. Yeah. That's the joke. <laughs> um, so what are you guys doing? Um, are, do we have to wait for like an escort or something to go to this cloud skimmer tower, or uh, do we have like run of the place, or is there like a lot of security? That attendant came out of the building that you're in. Mm-hmm. Told you where to go. He flirted with um, Gwen a little bit, and then uh, 
don't know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> Sean, were you here when Adrian said that on every rest we get an inspiration back? Yeah. No, I was not. So, yeah. I've been doing that, and, and, and but now it's just official. Yeah. Uh, no, brief rest will give you one back. Uh, health restoration will give you three. And then, obviously, a complete recovery will give you all of them. Yeah. Okay. Which should be your indicator that things are going to get really rough for us very soon. Yeah. Noted. Okay, so cool. I have been. Well, I know you have been. I haven't been. I haven't, yeah. You and I have never had a problem with that. Yeah. No. Had the opposite problem. Very funny, Sean. Thank you. Glad someone checked. Mm-hmm. Um, now, of course, they're not liable with every roll. Um, usually, you'll, you'll, you'll pick when it's appropriate anyway, so I haven't had to rule on it, but just be aware. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with general beliefs. You know, they're not always going to be applicable. Uh, but that, this is kind of true for every skill. Um, you, know, you had to wait until we started, now you're eating your cake. So fucking distracted. <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys doing? Yeah, the, there's no attendant here. In, in, uh. Okay. Uh, I would like to. Um, hmm. We already like drove through part of the city. A little bit. Yeah. Between that and just being here now, can I start to get a lay of the land? Use explorer to kind of. Sure. Are y'all leaving the parking garage? Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's, this is the worst place you've been so far as being antithetical to nature. Even the other buildings in the Imperial City, but this is just, it's made out of that weird stone or metal that they use, and it's just solid. There's nothing natural here at all. No attempt. <laughs> like, the rest of the city, there's a lot of green space. Part, part of its name is that. Yeah. The par- other part is that there's crazy, there's just a motif in, uh, of green. But, yeah, this is, you know... You're an Amish person, and now you're in a parking deck. Thirteen. Um, I mean, I don't want to offend any Amish out there, but if you're offended, then you're not Amish. If you're offended, if Why you're Amish, they aren't listening. Yeah, they could be on Rum Springer. They could be on Rum Springer. Rum Springer. They just really waste it on the gaming button. It's of the devil. It involves dice. You're supposed to have, like... I don't know. I'm just down on the Amish. I don't want to go into it. <laughs> I don't like reclusive religious communes. It's a very specific dislike that I have. I mean, you're pretty much a recluse. But I'm not a commune. He's not religious. Nobody agrees with me. <laughs> I agree with you. No, you don't. You do not know how to argue, Josh. You just say the words that the person uses in a different tone like it's a magic spell. <laughs> oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. That's the internet. Is it not? <laughs> Me? Oh, yeah. I thought that's how this works. No, it's not how it works. Teach me ways, Master Adrian. All right, go to college. <laughs> We're not going to get anything yeah, done this evening. <laughs> yep, nope, it's fine. So, backtracking a bit, since Grace is cutting all this anyway. Um, she doesn't cut a lot of stuff. I don't cut a lot. I made a note to cut this. Uh, I mean, Andrew's an anti-Semitic red that lasted an hour. <laughs> I so <laughs> we basically got into Greenstone City and we're kind of at like they had an intake bay. Yeah, it's trying to find stuff a, okay. because yeah. it, Burial City is big. It's based on commerce and it has a lot of space to move around. But even then, the train was a hard to deal with. This you're in like Port uh, Austin, mm-hmm. and it's like no, it's all bike lanes and hippies and homeless people. Keep Greenstone weird. Yeah, keep Greenstone weird. <laughs> and there's almost nothing. That's why they're having to plan because if you could 
And what did you get on your explore? Thirteen. Uh, yeah, you kind of wandered towards the entrance, uh, just down, like, you know, it's, you're not, you, I think you're a little bit above the street, but you walk down the ramp, and you're looking out at the city, and, like, if you guys just left and tried to get through the city, you're just going to be destroying things, so that's why they're trying to prepare it. There's just, once you're out, like, once you're in the city, and you would have noticed this, um, Black Oak, the, there's tons of growing things here. Outside, it's much nicer. The air is cleaner. The Imperial City didn't have pollution as much, but the just inundation of the iconography right. was kind of omnipresent in all the steel and glass and uh, the whatever strange materials they've, they use for construction just kind of interfered with everything. You could tell that there's some kind of version, if you recall that, a uh, pub where no magic, no iconography was allowed. It, could, it wouldn't work. There's some subtle thing like that to dampen the spatial distortion you see every time the iconography is used. So you don't notice that that much. Hmm. Question regarding that. Um, you know how you go into some cities and they have a very distinct type of pollution, like a distinct smell? Can I tell what the source or type of pollution this is in this city compared like is it soot is it be a notice. Give me okay. a notice. is the movie still playing yeah uh <laughs> you have to access it because just the angle that you're at coming in because the well i mean it, yeah you can look up at the uh, building and you have a weird angle towards it but yeah you have a feeling they'll just loop it until something else comes on um uh, I doubt this is the darkest corners of the woods, so, uh, 13. Um, there's no pollution that you can notice. Like, there's nothing that's anti-natural. <laughs> what there is, is the smell of new growth. Even the trees that are supposed to look old here, every plant, and, and most of them are natural. It's all just, man, there was a volcano... And then a year later, all the growth that's coming back, there's nothing old. It's all brand new, and it's kind of cloying. Like it, it, and it's fake in the sense that there's no way those shrubs or those trees should smell like that. So they were either forced or changed in some way to give you the impression of age or natural. But like it, it all looks brand new. Feels brand new. It's not exactly a smell. It's, ac it's artifice in both senses. Yeah, it's kind of worse than just this is a completely technomantic... <laughs> life form it's a real life form that's been fucked with to make it seem more authentic at least those uh, those other ones were honestly artificial what are you guys doing um with that uh would you say you got a 12 on something like that yeah oh, i got 13 okay yeah yeah you know that the uh the cloud skimmer tower is huge it's one of the bigger buildings and it's you can just see it in the distance okay i'll point that out to everyone uh, there was a couple of things that we needed to do while we were here as well. Um, one, uh, wanted to meet with the Enclave. Um, Did I give you a name for their little outpost here? Not here, no. Picture mm -hmm. <coughs> Butter Station. Ha ha ha. Hmm. Okay, keep, keep talking. Um, the other thing was, uh, remind me, last time did we meet with the, um, God, what are they called? Uh, the the power behind the throne artifacts uh, yeah the artifacts um, I... <coughs> we 
did we meet with them in the parking garage, yeah. or was that something else? Yes, only okay. it. We we met with them only in the capacity of their um, very PC, probably not honest apologies for the incident. Oh, okay. So I imagine we're going to be expected to meet with them as well. You have no. They haven't. We have no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They haven't. They know the delay. They know exactly how long it's going to take because they're part of the engineering yeah. of it. But they haven't told you anything. I'm pretty sure. And correct me if I'm misremembering, they were wanting us to go to them in all matters yes. as yeah. sort of a pseudo-supplication. They're yes. a lot less interested in scheduling things with us than the magistrates were, which I think is a perk, but... Well, you have a stone in your inventory. Yes. Oh. Oh, yeah. What color was it? Uh, his was... Clean. White. White. White, yeah. yeah. Someone wrote it timely. Thank you. Whoever. <clears throat> We were attacked uh, on our way here, and basically we were kind of observed and tested. That's why I named the last episode Pop Quiz. Yeah, and uh, the stone was basically the, like... Corresponds uh, to your defenses. Yeah. It was your grade. Yeah. Evaluation. Yeah. We don't know who they are, why they're grading us. We don't know if it's a situation where they're... Testing us because they need to know if we're worthy to do the thing for whatever it is, or if like they're true enemies and they're just trying to get. The I, I have my suspicions about that. Actually, mm -hmm. um, I think that I'm. My my guess would be that this is related to the prior assassination attempt on us. Mm -hmm. We could continue that, this discussion not a very public forum. Yeah, you're out on the street. I'll say. <laughs> I'm gonna take the general policy to move you guys along. Sure. Yes, yeah. You just tell me not to do it. Yeah, walking and talking. Yeah. yeah you're, you're out on the street. It, it's pretty. I mean, it's nice out here. The dogs love it. They, they, it's so much more going on. It's like it's like if all, the whole city was night city and it's during the daytime. Um, it's very clean. There are a lot more weird-looking altars around. The ones that followed you kind of disappeared into the city. You don't imagine they're going to stay with you. Your groups, um, like, you don't see the denialists, and you can't message them, obviously. Um, and uh, they, they, they were following you in, but you don't know where they are now. You know, they're not outside the parking or anything um, you don't the, you don't smell like horses or since that the, they're nearby um. <coughs> we should make our way to the hotel mm -hmm. check in and settle down mm -hmm. have our discussion mm -hmm. and then proceed from there do we know what the grades we got were yes or are they like pass fail or no, no uh, it basically um, they were I received a green one, and it corresponds to mobility. Yeah, yours I, corresponds to magic. Mine was a clear one. It uh, corresponded to primal power. Um, Interesting. What I think the Kyoto had a black one. Mm -hmm. Maybe that was magic and defense. Magic and defense. And as you recall, trying to figure out use the iconography to source it, it was incredibly difficult. Yeah, like these things. Why the sorcery? Oh, that like these things are highly resistant to any kind of imposition from the iconography, uh, and they don't—they just seem like rocks. Uh, you didn't figure out why they gave them to you, except out of contempt, maybe. And that's all you found out. Oh, okay. You mm -hmm. figured that he was probably making fun of us in yeah, some. He was a little bit of an way. asshole. 
It's just a featureless Laconian in gray, like generic as you could not pick him out. Um, you uh, you make your way. It's a few blocks to the hotel. Uh, you there's a lot of like little mini parks everywhere. Um, but as you were coming into the city, Ilgoth got really excited because there's vending machines that produce the same kind of like you know flavor cubes that she likes oh. and other highly processed by by process I mean magically processed food. Oh. Uh, so she grabs some more, um, and you can tell that the the vending uh, little stations they have physical interfaces, but you can also just use your um, your lacuna, which is a common name. There's a million different names for your rig, your homepage, if you will. Mm -hmm. The thing that you look at while you're taking messages and seeing them. Mm -hmm. uh, lacuna is a pretty common one. Some people just call it your face. or And some people just don't. It's like, I'll send it to you. It's just part of people's identity. So they don't name it all the same because it, it's, it's kind of old-fashioned to call it something. Mm -hmm. Out of curiosity, is Ilgoth still carrying around that, like, that obscenely powerful danger gauntlet. Yeah, it's strapped like she's she's like she's short and very slight, and she's always got a big backpack. She's always hung, hunched over, and it's just sticking in there. You can see the outline. Of it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like Vampire Hunter D. Yeah. yeah. Um, are y'all doing anything while you're walking? You know, it's like a couple uh, crowded city blocks. It'll take a minute. Probably just keeping an eye out and looking around. Mostly. Um, Probably scanning for danger because this is a new place that we've never been before. Can you give me a notice. I'm uh, I'm going to using the uh, the armbands that we got from the denialists. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna have my dogs smell them and just keep it, trying to track them and look, make sure that they're around. Okay, give me a roll that you for your dogs. Okay. Three D um, plus your conjuration, yep. and you can't spend on. Since we have uh, all of the plant life being uh, artifice, uh, I'm... It's not. It is, it's natural well, plant life that's been changed. Artifice, sorry. Like, it oh, altered. Yeah. Um, I'm going to see if the same is true of the animals. Like, if there's any actual natural animal plant life, or is it oh, animal life, or is it all... I'll give you the same thing. Um, you see a lot of birds, and there are crawling, uh, little fuzzy things crawling amongst them. They are mostly untouched. You you realize that humans have a bias, and like they don't mind altering plants however they want. But they're, they they altered these plants because they want it to be natural, but they also want it to look good in their city. The animals they were a little lighter touch with, so they're pretty much just natural birds okay. and squirrel-like creatures. Um, in a, you see um, in a couple of the trees as you're walking by a low park and there's a jugglers out there and you see a few more children than you normally do but it, it's like one tenth the number you would expect in a couple of the trees there are at first you think they're just large spiders but they're terrestrial crabs and they, uh, they spin webs that glitter like uh, very pearlescent but they're very thick and it's obviously some kind you see one just mu mucusing like making a ball in its mouth and then stretching it out to catch smaller insects. They are, the, the crabs themselves are very colorful and they skitter around. You see some on the ground. Only coconut crabs. Yeah, just not as like, like tanky. Mm -hmm. These are much more spider-like and they're arboreal. Mm. Uh, and 
people, one of them crawls across, it goes across the crosswalk sideways, all the cars stop, and all, well, the skimmers stop, and the personal contrivances, and what the cars, they stop, things skitters into the parkland, and everybody moves on, They're like, you don't need roadkill or anything. Yeah, because that's what you're supposed to do when animals are crossing the road, you stop and you allow them to cross. Um, <laughs> let's see, uh, so you walk past that, uh, you... The next uh, block is more, well, traditional, quote-unquote, Laconian buildings. You know, it, it's like Atlanta when you're walking past a big office building or something. But this is one of the ones. It's this giant spire of green, and it's got floating archways that go from building to building. There's a whole other part of the city up there, like, with everyone's floating. You see a bunch of people just kind of looks like they're just walking through the sky, skimming, without any extra contrivance that you can see. Um, and you can see, like, oh, okay, there's our building. Uh, the, it's the uh, Cloud Skimmer Tower. It's one of the tallest buildings. It's insane. It's Burj Khalifa size, at least. It's not as big as some of the buildings in the Imperial City, but it's, it's impossible to, uh, to kind of take in the size of the thing. And it's much more uh, thin and sort of, it shouldn't be able to stand on its own. Uh, I got in, or my dog's got an 11. At 11? Yeah. They uh, run around the park for a while, sniffing everywhere. One of them chases a crab, and one of the jugglers is like gives you a, shoots you a disapproving look. Uh, but they just can't get the scent. It's just too difficult for them. Uh, I got a six to look around for, you know, any hidden dangers. The only thing that you notice is that this is just distractions. There are a bunch of buskers playing that weird music, uh, which never seems to go away. Uh, you don't know if there are any of those like spontaneous artists who want to create scenes for people. You have a feeling that's a little gauche here, but there's a million different things that you could like waste your time on. Um, that's the biggest danger. You don't see a lot of wardens. There's one uh, every couple of blocks. They just walk a beat, and they have a really good relationship with everybody, like saying hi and everything. Um, but it's not as much as the Imperial City. You move from that. Um, block to the one your hotel's on. You have to walk all the way around. It's a uh, you know green. Uh, it's kind of got a cylindrical base, and there's grass and shrubs all the way up to it, and uh, a nice stone walkway that goes over a stream that's burbling. It's got fish-like creatures in it. Uh, it's the stream itself. It goes under the bridge that leads to the building, and it curls around. It looks like it goes under the building or in it, but there's a clear like current that just couldn't be natural uh you can just hear it i mean you feel that the soil here is real like they, they didn't just place it on top of anything so it's just oh it's just natural soil and you could come out here and just it there's nothing in the building that's going to be more comfortable for you than being out here just something to know understood the doorway is this translucent jade as you walk across the bridge it just opens up into like a just lights and strange sounds and smells coming out of the building. Do you guys go in? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, you walk in, there are no people here. There are hovering little artifice uh, creations moving hither and yon like drones that aren't like annoyingly loud. Uh, some are, you know, bulbous, some are spider-like, some look like little dragonflies. Uh, 
one comes in, uh, a, a squat one with like four limbs hanging down, it's just floating, comes up to you. It flashes a green and pings all of your systems. Uh, it's like, welcome. It names you, you know, the lieutenants and envoys, and it has all the official. And it makes a little gesture with its arms, and uh, the path that you're on lights up green, and, and it like organically extends towards where the elevators are, where the lifts are. And it sort of, it gives you this in, in impression that it's to be followed. There's no like, de there's no like desk or anything. Mm. You don't see any people at all. It seems that they were oh, prepared God, for us. Hotel in January. <laughs> um, I will follow the the droid. Yeah, you um, go to where the lifts are. The, this the entrance building, you know, goes up high. You know, the interior of it is just unbroken space that mm -hmm. goes up to the sky. You can see the sky through it somehow, but it's so distant that there's a atmospheric uh, layer to this place, like inside of it. Uh, you think you see things flying in it. Hmm. Um, the lifts themselves are four uh, just blue discs floating up what looks like a void. Um, and they, they just go up the central path where there's no guardrails or anything mm -hmm. the one the little path they send you on it lights up one of the lifts it glows green and it like gets out of your way um and uh wants you to get on the i'll take green john by the hand and i'll walk him and myself over to the uh well you you put your hand on him but you know grabbing his proboscis is you know that's he's not gonna like that you just touching him yeah I'm just trying to figure out what, like, around one arm, yeah, like, which is bigger than you. He doesn't, like, hold his hand. He doesn't... He doesn't, like, hold his hands? He, like, he, his fingers? Like, I'm going to hold a finger. Though he's enormous. He weighs, like, a ton. Yeah. He's not going to just walk with one arm out. Like, he mostly gets quadruped. Oh, he's all, oh gotcha. He can, he's like a gorilla. He can be, like, but he prefers not to. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And he was originally going to be, like, bipedal, but it just... He, That's fair. You've noticed he's changed since you made him a little. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I'll put an arm like on a shoulder. Yeah. You gotta come, come on, Green John. Let's go. He'll just follow you in general. Well, oh. I didn't let him know that I'm there. Okay. I care for him. All right. I'll step on the green disc. Yeah. I will spend the entire time walking a couple feet, like parallel with the pathway, but a couple feet off of it, and then I will get on the green well, disc. Well, funnily enough, as soon as you do that, a little offshoot comes to where you are and just sends you like a little... Like uh, I will, like, I'll keep forward progress happening, but I'll keep moving side to side. Alright, give me a move roll. <laughs> you want to spend an inspiration on this? <laughs> Do it. No. We, don't, we, don't, we don't take sidewalks in this house. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. I got, I got a 12. Yeah, you, you, no matter what you do, it's just where you are. And it seems like it's anticipating you doing it, and then you think, ha I'll go back to the main path. It won't like that, but of course it doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> There's no intentionality behind this. Everybody watches her do that. Ilgoth is giving you a look like... <laughs> are you trying to win against the ground? Okay. I don't know if you know this, Ilgoth, but uh, she was not there when the men agreed to fall to the ground. What? So, it's... Never mind. Um, it's not it's true, to... I wasn't. What? Okay. Is that some... Yes, it's island a thing. A folk folklore, yes. Islanders. Islanders. <coughs> it's a forbidden land. Continent. Yeah. Um, You're not from here. 
Ilgoth, you're from Eletheria. Yeah, 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 but... You're also from a forbidden sh- land. That's not the point. Look, <laughs> yeah. I, I get it. Ilgoth, sh- the forbidden one. You mean argue? I knew it was coming. <laughs> I was waiting. I was like, you say one more thing, Grace. Yeah, I know. I just like, well, what is Ilgoth trying to say? Yeah, but like, not with you, Neanderthal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's gone native pretty quickly. Um, she was resistant to it at first, but... Um, I assume everybody else reasonable is on the. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. You uh, you can give me a no. No, I'll try to say your name at one point. Is this is this worth one spending? No. no! <laughs> yes. It's always worth spending. Holy fuck! All right, I'm not going to. It's a 19. Reminder: She's still Jenny from the block. Hidden secrets of her. No. Uh, 19. Um, she's like, fine, yes, okay. And she gets on the thing. Your dogs, there is a space over, like, it looks like the unfathomable void. And, the, and it's just, like, half of a foot. And the dogs are looking down, and they're whining, and they don't want to step across it. It's going to be an issue uh, of some kind. I will, uh, I'll, I'll get... has already got on the thing. I will get on, and I will, um... Crouch down, sorry, Matt. They're eye level. I don't have any food on me. I swear to God, if you make a goddamn no. scene, I'm gonna take you out of the store. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll make those little, like, quiet, clicky noises you make at dogs and just be very gentle and, like, come on, come on, it's okay, it's okay. And I'll get on it to show them that's okay. Okay, um, what's your charm? Yeah. I don't have charm. Um, you can give me Arnie or. You can't let that one ride that you used on it. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. It doesn't look like it's too hard. It's just, you know, they're right on the edge. It's like jumping into a pool for a dog. Um, 13? Yeah, they, uh, you do it for a while, and then Thorn just kind of makes the leap and, like, scrabbles around and gets on it. You see one of his feet, like, go into the void space between, but it hits something. And then the others, because they're smarter than normal dogs, they see that and they're like, oh, okay, it's fake, and they get on it. <laughs> uh, and then as soon as you're all up, there's this change in the atmosphere. Berenger, you are looking up, and you're like, obviously, uh, it's a long way. Mm-hmm. You think you could fly up there, but there's something about the sky inside this building that is very prohibitive. There's something about it that would try to war with your birthright for owning the skies. And it seems like a really, it's, it's holding dominion over the sky. And it's just some, like, it's, it's draconically insulting is the way I'd put it. Let's bring it down. I hate when the sky yeah, insists upon the itself. <laughs> yeah, no, it's you just... want to free the sky. The sky is trapped here. Yeah, and you just head up with no inertia at all, really. <laughs> um, and you, you're, you're trying to take the sky. <laughs> Burn this mother to the ground. Yeah, they, they can't take this guy. Well, Fox can if they cancel it. <laughs> also, if you just shit the bed on the movie for some reason. Please, <laughs> please don't go to war with a building. <laughs> um, uh, your your room's very high up. Uh, there's no feel of like, oh, those are the cheap. It's a nice suite that you guys have. As you go up, you see another. Uh, Elevator come down, which is weird because there was already one down below, but it, it, it just, and there's a, a few people on it. Uh, there's one guy, like, probably like a low-level artifacts. Uh, he's got a lot of gear on, and he's looking at uh, a few hollow uh, vapor screens in front of him. 
and he just ignores you entirely. There's the drone, the, the one that had led you there is not there anymore, but there's a drone kind of elongated shape, uh, like a central gym. It's kind of a stretched out pyramid, very up and down, like vertical, and it's floating around, and it's just observing things. Like, it hits you with a red light. It's not offensive or anything. It just scans you a little bit. And boom, you're on your level. Uh, nobody feels like the air is too thin or anything. No ears popping. Nothing like that. The atmosphere is exactly the same. Um, now that you, you see further up, it's like you haven't even gone up very high. Mm -hmm. It just keeps going. Even though you're... I look down. You're like 150 stories. Jeez. And it's got almost that much more. It's insane. Yeah, you look down, it's, it's vertiginous. Green John is in the direct center of... Uh -huh. He's kind of shoulders his way, so he's the, as far away from the edge as he can possibly be. Uh -huh. And he just did that. Okay. The dogs are kind of around him, too. They've taken him to use... It's not like they consider him a friend. I don't think they know he's a thing. He's just like a piece of furniture that's always there. <laughs> um, Corvus will... Likes to hop on him, so <clears throat> half the time he's just on his back. Okay. And he has pooped on him, I will say. Oh, yeah. Of course, um, he's pooped on me. Yeah, he's a, a, a it's bird. I mean, birds that don't, they just don't care. Yeah, and just let it go wherever. Yeah. <laughs> and you see that uh, there's a hallway coming, radiating off uh, here. That you see a hallway that goes down. Uh, it's got greenish carpeting but it doesn't look garish it feels and even smells a little bit like grass when you step on it like little motes come off and they just sort of uh, glitter in the light and you can't tell where the light's coming from there are glow lamps everywhere very tasteful and a kind of a, a hum that is not just the building noises it's clearly engineered to make you feel at ease mm. uh, and you see uh, another on the green carpet this time it's like hovering over it is your little path that goes to your room which is like huh. eight doors down um the the elevator itself you said it had no guardrails or anything on it right right can i just like put my hand out like tap like the side to see if there's actually like an invisible barrier there or something like that it's not a barrier but when you put your hand on the side you're watching uh mm -hmm. Miranda while he does this put your hand on the side and there's just this idea that the air is doesn't want you there, and it's like it just feels improper when, mm. when you. It feels like that, yeah, you could just fall off, but there's something about like you have a feeling that if you like just took a leap and jumped off, you would twist in the air and land back like it was your idea. It's an enormous amount of energy and artifice to avoid being ugly with guardrails. You know, it's just the design. Okay. God damn it, wizards. <laughs> okay. You guys go to the room? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you walk down. The door is uh, this, uh, you know, a rectangle of green, fairly large. It has a scintillating, like, like it's made out of a lava lamp, uh, but it, the, the, the little bulbs inside the lamp are just slightly different colors, so it just kind of moves and, or, and it looks organic. It slides mm -hmm. into the wall soundlessly, and it's a beautiful suite. Uh, just opens up to you. It's an open four plan. This one's uh, you're in the probably a suite level where they're two stories high. Okay. It's got uh, a window that looks out into the sky, and you can just see people going on walkways. There are just activity out there. They don't come close to the building exactly, 
but there's it's like hey there's more city except there's nothing below them mm. you can see out that there are places in the sky that you didn't quite pick out when you were on the ground that look like floating parklands um, and there people are skimming back and forth on them you can tell like the windows like the big picture windows don't open but there is two balconies one on the top level one here that you can just walk out on and they don't have railings either there's a Laconian sort of kitchen area where, you know, they all consolidate and it, uh, it's very um, restrained. Bunch of places to sit, weird round pillows, uh, a column of like frosty looking crystal that's obviously a, a major display that you could key into with your own system. And there's bedrooms, it's really just a big apartment, uh, bedrooms that you could go to. There is a, uh, a little, if you could bonsai a whole garden, <laughs> near it's like near the window so the light comes in on it and this does have a quaint little fencing around it with like a tiny miniature stream and miniature trees even a little creatures in it uh and that one that's just artifice there's no way to fake that like there's no way to force natural creatures and plants into that situation uh the dogs come in and they just do their whole we're gonna patrol everything they they know not to pee on stuff they're that smart Oh. If you leave them alone for a few days, they'll start doing doggy things. But I'll uh, I'll <laughs> go around and um, will the rune of the travelers ban? It's for trespassers. So will it affect like if we go in and out of this room? Will it set that off, or is it only for people? Who all the runes, their specifics, they're all very broad. The primal, right? Yeah. So it's however you set it up is how it'll work. And there's always something weird and surprising and primeval about it when you do it. So you can't say exactly. It depends on what you, how you do it and what you do with it. All right. Uh, I'm going to set up the Room of the Traveler's Ban. And as I write it, I'll draw a circle around it. And, and Okay. Um, are you... Because there's like three modes here. There's yeah. writing in the air, which is adds. It's like, like a disadvantage. There's writing it with just touching it, which is neutral. And then there's using resources, which will give you an advantage. Yeah, is there ink around? There is a desk uh, pretty close to the little garden. And it's just a, a gray smooth uh, of the, the gray steel that they use. And you can see a slot in the floor. that It's, it's kind of a marbled floor, but it gives a little bit. Uh, there's a slot that you, you know enough about Laconian art design that if you get near it, the little chair will come up and float. And, and when you get near the desk, like the little drawers come out of the wall, like like they were always there, and uh, a, sh a few sheets of paper go like out of a printer, like just on the ground, and then uh, a little slotted thing comes out, and there's like nine different ways of writing on it. Uh, you can tell that that's just it's quaint for the sake of being quaint, because who who the hell writes shit? But yeah. Yeah, if there's a pen or a marker of some kind. Yeah, there's a, a little narrow inkwell and a stylus okay i'm gonna go write this on uh directly on the glass window okay um that'll take a minute yeah and i'll set up the room of the traveler's band and i'll draw a circle around it and within the circle i'll do little runes to indicate everybody here uh all the party members and my three dogs and green john and corvus and do we have other hangers on my uh, william william in the eye yeah. I think. Uh, and your dudes. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Uh, you can have two feats for that. This is going to take quite a while. Yeah. 
I'll let everyone know that I'm shooting. So she just immediately starts vandalizing (laughs) after 30 seconds of being in here. Let me take uh, Green John to the washroom and bathe him. Every, there's not a communal washroom. Every big room has its own. Oh! And the rooms are big. And so it's a, um, I forget what I called it. It's uh, a hygienic, Mm -hmm. where it's like, yeah, it's the shower toilet, you know? Yeah. And it's big and walk in, and you can. You can bathe him off. He, he didn't get shit on a lot, but, you know. And the he, the weird thing is, it's like washing stone. Mm-hmm. It's, it's way easier than getting, like, crap off your skin. Yeah. He seems to really enjoy being washed down. Mm-hmm. You realize he's never experienced being in water. Yeah. And he's like... He kind of rubs up against the rough textured wall of, of the artfully... Not worked, worked wall. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, you have a window. Rustic. All the rooms are have windows that face out. Mm-hmm. So there's this long hallway, uh, and all the rooms are across it, and they all look out. And then there's a big central place. It, yeah, and it makes out of a little bit of a curve to the mm-hmm. building. You can tell all the suites are here. This is probably fantastically expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, there's a, let's see, there's five of you. There's six rooms for people. The soldiers, they just take defensive position, one by the door, two, like one near the windows, and then one, and then, then two just decide to go on patrol slowly up and down the hallway and around, um, being unsettling and inhuman. What are you guys doing? You gotta be here. Well, I think that we need to figure out how we're going to spend this time. And we can also discuss more about the assassination attempt and the evaluation. Right. Pretentious so, evaluation. Uh, the, to, to give you a... What's the word? Uh, to, to give you my suppositions, what I think is going on, is I have a feeling that these are the same people. They're probably related in some form or fashion. And I believe that they... Uh, from, uh, the, from the calling that I put out on my mark... Mm. On... You remember I marked one of the assassins. It took me far to the west towards the unfettered lands is where the direction that it's headed. I think that there is something more sinister out there than just people who have uh, shunned the iconography. There's definitely something more sinister going on because the two artifacts patrol units were conveniently patrolling elsewhere during the actual attack, which means if the power behind the throne has orders specifically to dismiss our entourage, which is supposed to be keeping an eye on us, not even for security reasons, for, you know, what the fuck are they doing reasons, Mm -hmm. then something most sinister is going on, because it, it goes all the way to the top. I don't know... I agree with Brindra. It's the first thing that I noticed before the attack was that... The course was going away? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They left, and then we were attacked. And then they came back. And then they came back. And then they offered a half-ass apology. Yeah. Um, Maybe it's coincidence? You can give me an overall, Brindra. The the last one doesn't ride. I suppose y'all could, you you three too, can do it. What are you doing there, Blackie? You said the actual area that I felt comfortable in putting down roots for the night and everything was down in the lobby? Yeah. Yeah. You go to your room, mm-hmm. and they have, obviously, before you got here, they laid out, um, it looks like they just took a foot 
of the flooring completely out, and it was all that stone-like material. And they've placed soil in it. It's got moss on it. It'll totally serve you. And it's, it's right down the window. You got because you're so high up, the light here um, is crazy. You realize, okay, this is high up as I've ever been. It's just something that occurs to you. Uh, and there's a little bit of tree thing. It's like the desire to go out and just be that close to the sun. So this is totally acceptable. It's just not as enjoyable as going downstairs. I think I'm actually, well, I'm not resting right now. So I'm mostly just going to enjoy being as high up as I am for the first time. Grandpa's going to enjoy the novelty of being high, of, you know, being high up in the air. Mm -hmm. And, um, <coughs> you go out on the balcony. Yeah, I'll go out on the balcony, and then once we settle for the night, I may choose, I may do some odd placements, but okay. right now I'm just hanging with the group. The uh, window, it you open it, and it comes like on a hinge, and as it, as it gets like about 15 degrees, it just rolls itself up like a scroll, just the glass, like, <laughs> and just sits there like a little shining column. <clears throat> the wind should be ridiculous up here. It should be buffeting you, and, but it's not. It's there. It's a gentle breeze. And it's just clean air. Opulence. Uh, it, it's cooler out here, but again, not as cold as it should be. And you step out on the balcony, and now you can really feel the the sense that the air doesn't want you to step over it. You get give me a notice because this is a whole sure. monopoly of things that you're looking at. Uh, Hidden secrets of Earth. Mm -mm. Twenty-two. Seventeen. Okay. Ruthless tactician. Yeah, yeah, that'll apply. Twelve. Okay, so help her tell, tell me what that is. Yeah, I didn't roll them, no. I got an 18. Yeah, you're busy. 26. What'd you get on you? 18. Okay. So 26 for the no. Alright. Um, uh, 17 uh, more of my talent plus. Okay, I'll get to you last. Uh, okay. No, not you. Uh, I'll get to you last, Gordon, because you're just taking a while. What? Right as he's stepping out, you have him pause because you're doing the runes at a time where it needs to be closed. And then you finish it, and it's like, all right, you can go through. <laughs> yeah, it's black ink, but it's, it should just drip down this perfectly smooth, but it doesn't. It clots up and gets darker than it should be. Uh, you just reflexively look at what she's doing, like, and it looks like silvery on the other side. Um, so visually, right, there are people skimming, some in dragon, some on board, like, you know, the, the discs. And the others are just floating through the sky. It looks like they're going predetermined paths, and they don't. None of them get close to all the buildings. You can see like four or five really tall buildings, and in the distance, the tallest tower, which goes even further up. Um, there is a higher up in this in a hotel. There's one of those walkways that goes to another building. You can see people just walking across it, but it's like nine stories above you, and out in the distance. You've got your roots spread around. So it looks like somebody just placed a tree out there in a planter that's invisible. And um, in the distance, you see, uh, yeah, it's a floating parkland. It's kind of oval-shaped. You can't quite tell how big it is, but there's, looks like a hill on it and clouds around the hill, impossibly. And people are playing on it. Underneath it, it's got, it, it looks like stone, but there's silvery metal there and things glittering and they can't hide the distortion of the space. Um, a group shoots across, like going the other way, and it's you can see that it's uh, Ors, the wizard, mm -hmm. 
he's skimming by on his cloud and he's got his alkalite with him and he, and, he, and he's clearly got business going but he tips you like a really elaborate like a good day and you can tell he wants to stop um he does a big circle in the air and um something appears in front of you like it, it's barely perceptible but the air changes and he says like ah mr black oak we will uh rendezvous later i assume I'm, I'm afraid i'm too busy it's just the sound goes from his little circle to yours like he's right there you can hear his breath and everything if you'd like capital <laughs> i see you're enjoying the lands of the sky i try never to touch the ground if it's possible and you realize yeah, he's almost never done that. Um, let's see. The uh, the sensation of being this high up is kind of exhilarating. The sun is just beaming down on you. Just being out here for uh, like a half hour or so is enough to qualify you for your rest. Right. Stretch your branches out. Uh, William goes out on one of your uh, higher branches near your shoulder area and he gets up there and he's got he's holding his little vest he's got a little walking cane and he's looking out and he looks contemplative like he's a fellow old man who's like he's trying out new voices because he used to be really gruff right uh, really yeah he looks down, and you get this sense of utter boredom from him. <laughs> the eyes floating are like, uh, like right next to him. Would you like to explore the space, William? Um, like out there, back where we came from, in, inside of the walls, not like in the room. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Have it. And he just comes down, all eyes trailing him, and he just goes back into the room. Um, let's see, we'll do the, the no roll. You, um, Verdry, it occurs to you really quickly that any kind of suppositions about motivations or what's going on are, are probably, if you don't have, if they're under, underdetermined. If you don't have evidence for it, it's going to lead you down paths that's going to confuse you. She kind of relates this. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can tell she's working through something in her mind about how to approach this and reflexively you bring up your system you know lacuna and you look at your messages and you explore some of the functions that you have and you remember that essentially virus yeah. that, that hurt you through it and the method that it did that mm -hmm. and then you realize that there's a lot more you can do with messages and sending that is off book which was what that was, and there's a way to exploit it somehow to get information that did not be traced or to get it where you're not supposed to, to hack, essentially. You guys get one question each. She goes wildly off topic with this, but that's what happened. While you're thinking, you finish your runes. You've never done anything this elaborate before, really. You've done powerful ones, but... And it's very, they're fight, it's fighting you the whole way. Um, what'd you get on this? I got 18. 18, okay, that's a good one. Um, it's easy enough to yourself applying a rune and 
from all your compatriots, and now you have the rune that represents them. Um, you don't have to actually draw the rune, but just note that they have a specific one, and that's them. Uh, the ones that you used for the soldiers were really slippery. You could not peg them, and all you do is put like a diacritic mark on um, Galzareth that indicates how many um, sort of entities he has with him, and it's part of his room. Otherwise, they won't. You can't codify them. That doesn't work. That literally, the ink won't take that form. It <laughs> blobs back onto your stylus. Uh, you set the room up, and you've placed them all in positions where you think they'll most likely stay, everyone. And you finish the room. Uh, it glows silvery and uh, sort of shimmers. And then there's a kind of a... The lights flicker a little bit. They go red for half a second and then come back on. And you hear somewhere in the building a tone. <laughs> deep, like a low tone far down on the lower floors. But it settles. And now you feel a sense of safety. And now you, looking at the rune, all of a sudden they begin to move. And uh, But they're not like just floating. They're like rewriting themselves as they go up, leaving a little trace that fades as they go up. You've never done this before. Um, you don't know why it's acting that way. But you do have a feeling that there's a threshold now around the, uh, the, the room itself that will afford some protection. Okay, I'll, I'll let everyone know this and just like be studying how it's moving. It's kind of hypnotic. I'll give you, you can give me a, well, if you want to do, if you get a brief rest here, I'll let you do an extended roll on it. But okay. The, the dogs all get up on the couches now, and then they go to sleep. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll get us started, because of the, of the way that the um, investigation took. Is there any, any way at all to, like, track those signals backwards, those uh, illicit sendings? Yeah, there is. Uh. You quickly come up with a few ways that you could try, Verindra. Okay. They're all real tough. Real, real tough. And you realize your, um, it's not your affordance level, which hasn't changed. It's your facility with the uh, iconography. Okay. It'd be a really good idea to get it to level four if you could. Is anyone stressed? No. Nope. nope. Good. Um, is there any way that we could combine our affordance, not but like use are not like she's like at a three I'm at a two Galdras and let it go one can we work together to um no okay but the reason is is because and you realize while the iconography does not like to work together with other people at the same time mm. there are obviously structures that are made with lots of people but they have to be very careful of how they interface with one another. It's incredibly singular, one person, one word mm -hmm. that you're saying into the world, okay. using it. That's what she says. Those are the that's the phrasing that she uses. Yeah. Cool. That's good to know. I guess it could work on that if we get harassed. And uh, that notice really doesn't count for like. Uh, so what are you? You just hanging out there for a while. Uh, well, when, like I said, I, I have some plans for when we get to the brief rest, but I didn't want to interrupt the mm -hmm. the, the investigations for everyone. Or no, you were out there on your own. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, getting ready to 
deal with this being higher than he's ever been and realizing that there's 150 stories more above him. Or thereabouts, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's going to try to do the Empire State Building tourist thing. He's going to go up as high as he can and see... Uh, or Don't leave if, the room. If he can, yeah. Leave yeah, the room. You can leave and go up as high as you can and see what's up top there. You uh, walk through the room. You have a sense that things have changed in here. You look at the room structure. It's probably what Gwen did. Uh, it feels very welcoming, but also there's this sense of conspiratorialism here. Like you walk through the room. It's like, ooh, we should all be quiet. For some, it's like, ooh, it's a secret clubhouse. You got it. And you walk towards the door, the green lava lamp door. Once you get close to it, a, a patch of moth just... Comes up to the door, and you see like worms and things crawling down, and a lizard, and odd creatures, and spider like things, and pieces of moss come up, and you see glowing red eyes like they're in the distance. There's a brief moment, and then the moss just folds down, not as artfully as the glass did, and just disappears on the floor, and the door opens. Hmm. And you smell the loam and everything, it fades quickly. Uh, you, you make your way to the uh, lifts, and yeah, you. Uh, now that you're on the lift, like near it, you realize you have no idea how to tell it how where you want to go. He'll just try talking to it. Computer, up, up, up right. as high as we can. Yeah. See if anything happens. I'll get back to you. Cool. Question. Um, I'm gonna figure out how to use an answering machine. In addition to uh, tracking back to the origin, um, could I also? basically attach spyware or data collection or some kind of thing like that to a message and send it off to where when that person receives or opens it. You realize uh, that it's almost unlimited how you do this. Kind of a problem. Because like, yeah, you can do it that way. They'd be little daemons that would kind of exist in the space between people's sendings in the iconography itself. And they'd have little, you know, simple dictums of how they're supposed to operate and a way to cloak themselves. Mm -hmm. You could also just try to find like a lower level way of getting into things like no pretense, like, you know, you just manipulate the machine code, mm -hmm. but that's going to be harder, more powerful, but harder. There's, you could just send messages directly and in, embedded in the message would be what you wanted to accomplish. Okay. It's, it's not unlike what the wizards would do with you guys, but that was just for show. And then there's something else that you could do that you don't quite know how to define, mm -hmm. but it would involve like changing the rules of the iconography in the space that connects everyone through the lacuna. And then there's a, a, a last thing I'll give you. There's a way. It's very literal, but it's like well, these things exist in space. It has to exist in space, mm -hmm. right? It, there's not, it's not like we have an imaginary system that floats around us that's ridiculous that it would work that way. So could you like, there's a way to construct messages so that they're physical and that they track where they're supposed to go based on the, uh, like you giving them data through your system and find things that way. Just use them as sniffers, like little tracking mm -hmm. creatures that go off. Um, you're there for a few, a minute, and uh, a couple of floating drones come in. One's like almost platter shaped and it's got like little drink things on it. Comes in and they query your system. Mm -hmm. Not you, oh. him. <laughs> and and your, your facility isn't very high. I don't, yeah. yeah, it's just basic. So, but you do have messages and you get one and it says like, ah, oh, maybe we'll be of service. Is the lift presenting um, 
a, a problem? I would like to go as high as possible. Oh, to the top. Yes. And it, uh, it does something, and uh, the lift changes to pure, like translucent, like smoky glass. So it is ready for you. It will come down to the same level when you step on it again. And then it says, for your convenience, it sends you a message about how to just query the lift on your own. And it, that's just, you're not going to be able to do that unless you get your. <laughs> okay. And when you step on it? Yes. Yeah, and it's like up and up. And uh, thing narrows a little bit, the skyway, and then you get through it. And then there's this final uh, like walkways that separates even larger and more opulent suites, just huge ones. And you actually see a man who's leaning over the ledge with no railing, and he's got some kind of bizarre, Laconian, impractical-looking drinking uh, like container looking out. And he watches, you're on the other side, and he sees you, and he raises his glass. He's got things floating in front of him, and then a servant comes up behind him, who's obviously his servant, and he just, without looking, hands it and takes another. Uh, you don't know what organization the dude's with. He might be just a businessman. There's a sense of the interlocutors about him, but mm -hmm. you can't pin it, pinpoint it. And uh, the lift goes up the last level where it, it's just one space for a lift, so it kind of angles in. And then you're just out, just open to the sky. There are three or four spires that continue up, but you know that there's no space for in them. They're like two stories high. And um, you... There's nobody up here. It's like a, a, a flat, and this one does have railings up at the top, but they're there for architectural reasons. Mm -hmm. Reminds you of the Summoner's Tower, the top of it. Uh, there's something about it. It's not as brutal, but the, the design is similar. Uh, here the wind has picked up a little, and there's glowing lights on the top of these spires, and you can just see the, the sky. The sun is just beaming down on you. It's cold. Uh, do you walk to the ledge? Yeah. Yeah, you look down, it's, you can't even see the ground, like, because there's, like, cloud-like here. Now you can see all the other buildings. Um, you can see the little oval park, you get a good picture of what it is, but it's pretty small. And there's even, uh, there's one walkway from this building uh, that's, like, one, a couple, like, two stories down, the one you saw before. Uh, well, no, this is a different one going in another direction, to a large government building. Uh, and there's less traffic up here, but... Um, to the south, because you kind of check them all out. You can see floating in the sky. It it's visible here. It's a huge. It's on a circular disc of the same silvery metal. It's enormous. It's a castle, <laughs> an old timey medieval looking castle with banners, and it's got like balustrades and everything. There's somehow a moat. There's a drawbridge, and you see people floating around on clouds. Uh, one guy's cross-legged above a tower and he's just like meditating and you see like little fireworks go off a, a, a tiny dragon-like creature just like, like goes across the moat and it, it you can't tell the distance here it's probably like a quarter mile away up and to the south but it's, it's the hugest floating thing you wouldn't for some reason you didn't see it coming into the city it's probably cloaked in some fashion but you see uh, just a little pinprick, a, a little puff of cloud as Ors just like flies his way up to it. It's gonna say, "That's gotta be the yeah. enclave." Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'll wave both to the guy as I'm going up and to the uh, to the 
I'm just going to call them the Enclave, for lack of better knowledge of who they are. Mm -hmm. uh, be friendly, not, you know, not be stuck up or anything. And I'm literally just going to sit and take in the view. Uh, I'll have a, if we get to a brief rest, I'll have something to you do. You just do it up here? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. But You don't get any word back. You don't know if they've seen you. Um, they're far enough away and a little bit higher up. That he, they might not have, but they've got a really good view. It's like looking down on a very clear. They could see anything on the top of that building. So you, you <clears> imagine <throat> some of them uh, clock here. Uh, I'll send a message to Verendra so that she knows where I am. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> in case it, in case I'm needed, but yeah. his message comes in. It's very brief, but it has a font and sort of a scroll pattern of sky blue, and it's like sent from the. The, the top of sky uh, cloud skimmer tower and it has like a little animated gif of clouds going by <laughs> he didn't do that it's just official <laughs> geotags and it's yeah, like, gonna say, yeah. And, and it has like a, a picture of him just waving and it's done like <laughs> somebody took it from high up in the air looking down I don't know how it does that he looks like oh captain tourist over here <laughs> he's got giant sunglasses and, uh, does he have a tree, a tree trunk sized fanny pack but yeah there's little there's little bushes like sticky and they're like Mad! covered in actual flowers like instead of a Hawaiian shirt <laughs> yeah <laughs> creepy elmos trying to get money out of you <laughs> nothing sadder than a dirty elmo <laughs> yeah. Now everybody's sad. You're welcome, Internet. Um, so, what are you guys doing? If you guys get, you can get a brief rest. If you, I'm okay with that. You guys good with? Sure. I like a brief rest. I'm fine with that too. Yeah. I work on my iconography. Same. Okay. Uh, I forgot what kind of role that was. No. That was a no role. Yeah. Using it to like. <clears throat> I'm at intermediate. I have six ticks. You need nine, I think, for the third one. You got it. Um, I will take continue my medications on the moral implications of iconhood. Oh, okay. All right. Is that just a no roll? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, I just hit level three. I haven't started level four yet at all. Should I look into the thing that Verendra wants me to look into, or should I look into why my runes are being weird? Oh, okay. I'll do the thing Verinder wants because honestly, that's gonna take a bit. I would like to look into the axe of the first murderer. Just look at your axe. Yeah, I'd like to learn more about it, and I have a research line started on it, but I don't have any ticks on it. You just told me it's something I should start a research line on. Hmm? In like game one. Yes. Go ahead. Was it stone or just iron? It is a rock. Oh, right, right, right. It's really, and it's just the head of the thing, right? Yeah. Did you get that from? From the summoner. Right. Yeah, I still have it. it, it that was his, yeah, get that yeah. And I still have this other fell artifact in my inventory that I should probably do something with at some point. Oh, I got rid of mine. Which oh, is? Good. The Horn of the Collar. Oh, right. Yeah, I destroyed mine. Everybody else? Do you have your gifts from the summoner? No, I gave mine to the, um, to the, uh... One of the ladies. The Countess. The Countess, yeah. that's right. I got... <clears throat> Mine is currently turned into uh, three people and uh, three tree people. Yeah, I kept, I've kept mine because I want to see if I can kill him with it. Mm. Fair enough. Um, I broke mine because he's an asshole. Mm. And bought me a cheaper jewelry. I'm, I'm going to keep researching the uh, uh, the Forgotten Songs of Fortnite. Okay. 
this is a good place. I mean, it's not just thinking and writing. It's obviously singing and stuff. And it should be hard to sing up here. The wind should just cut it all off. But for some reason, it's not. And it resonates outward. But you can give me a... Can you roll? Oh, yeah, 25. Okay. Fourteen. Can I spend through the griffin on this? Sure. I should have spent, but oh well. I can get that one inspiration back though. Yes. And uh, can I take a knowledge talent in um, the icons? Sure, what, how you worry? Um, I'll think about it. Uh, as a remnant of the old world, I have the knowing of things. Mm -hmm. Great, 17. Okay. Anybody else got a result? Uh, 60. Okay. My iconography. And you're going from three to four? Yes. Okay. You get six ticks. Jesus Christ. You can tell you're about halfway done. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the base difficulty is the same. It's just the number that you have to get. Um, but you learn a lot along the way here. Uh, it's not required that you have the extra level to do what you want to do. It just okay. makes things a lot easier. Okay. Uh, mechanically, the, your level in the iconography, your uh, facility with it, they don't even have a word for that here in Laconia. Uh, it's the grade you, you will have this level when you have grad. Like, a, like you'll have a six once you've graduated college. Mm -hmm. You have like a four once you graduate high school. And, okay. But it's more years in education. Like you're you're not knowing your education until you're like thirty. Got and, it. Um, and that's just what they teach. It's a lot of what they teach. It's about half, and then the rest is the normal science and, and things like that, uh, and arts. You could go to a tech school where it's all that you learn, uh, and uh, and uh, you guess that that's how wizards purloin like dis disaffected students. Got it. You know, they're grad students; they don't want to do this anymore. It's too mechanical. And it's like, what about whimsy? Mm. Yes. Uh, anyway, that was a side note. Um, mechanically, the first thing you get uh, that you had, like the first two levels, are just to be able to use things normally. Like, uh, and be able to function. Uh, a three is all you need to just move day to day, use all the iconographic artifacts that are around, just to be a citizen, to message, to use the nodes and all that. Um, that's level two. And three will get you by. To, to do any kind of uh, like interacting with the systems of the, the critical systems of the cities, the continent, you have to have at least okay. four generally. This, like, doing some hacking is an open question because it's all illegal. It's really illegal, in fact. Um, can I take a talent in hacking? You haven't done it yet. That's fine. But when I do it, can I take a talent it's in that? It's talentable, yes. Yes. <laughs> and, 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 you know, they're just one, so... Yes, I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, what'd you get? Uh, with If my talent... Well... Once I word the new talent, it'll be a eight. Okay. 
The 60 is the highest I've ever rolled, guys. Nice. It's a, nice. I've seen a higher roll, but not a lot. I think we've gotten like a 70 ish. I, got, I think I've gotten that with help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 60 is the highest I've gotten. Let's see. Um, Galzareth. There's something 60. that occurs to you. Now that you've really. The distinction between you and the icons has faded almost to nothing. You realize that, okay. All of them are about purpose and really broad, very strong virtues. Mm-hmm. There's something underlying it, the nature of this power that you have, that you are, that is not, it's a desire, it's an imperative that they have that you can't put a word to, but it's something that they're supposed to do and you're not doing it. It's, va- it's, it's kind of a vague sense. It's not like really pointed. It's just there's something this power is supposed to do some may not even be an act maybe some hidden virtue something that they're just failing they're not doing and it's not because they died and they're in you now it's something inherent to them just fundamentally okay and you ask a question I suppose that I can't ask what that is no. and I, I didn't think so no, you'd have no way to know this um you can ask something about its nature maybe um So how many ticks did you get on your... Uh, I got a 14, so I think just one. Uh, how many are you at? Seven. Okay, yeah, you're supposed to go to... Twelve. Right. Yeah, yeah another line, uh, an alternate verse. This is one of those songs. It's like, yeah, it takes an hour to perform. There's polyphonies and just all these different things, and it's half of it's improvisational. And here's some alternate verses that are a little happier. You don't know if it's because you're up in the sky and things seem kind of positive. Uh, William stayed in the room. Uh, by the way. I figured. Yeah, so this is the first time you've been alone alone for a while. And the piece of it is really nice. Um, you, the, so this verse that occurs to you, it's about new growth and the unfettered sky and a desire uh, for an undefined thing. That the song is trying to one of the purposes of the song is defining the outlines of an undefinable longing that even they never figured it out, the men of the forest or the old trees, that can never give you that answer. They don't know it themselves, but in singing it, you get closer and closer to it. That part's melancholy, but this part of the song is realizing that the seeking of that purpose is a purpose on its own, and so it's happier. You feel like a younger... Uh, tree or an old man of the forest did that one. You you, uh, you get done. I'll get to you in a sec. You get done with that verse, and it, you realize, wow, you're really kind of singing it. And uh, a flock of birds goes by, uh, not too far away. You can tell they're not supposed to be in this lane. They're coming in at a weird angle, and they're like albatross-looking birds, huge wingspans, but they're black and gold feathers, like they're almost metallic gold, and they go by. And when they get near you, they kind of go around in a, a spiral. They're incredibly agile flyers, despite their size. And they're giving out strange calls that you can hear as an accompaniment. It like, And if, if you hadn't been there, they'd have gone straight. But you were there, it's like you, you were a physical impediment, and they like near you. They just stopped their path, and they turned around, but just in the sky. You see like a fireworks go off from the, uh, the castle, 
and you hear like cheers, distant cheers, like it's in the courtyard of the castle. You don't know if it's related, but it did happen. Yes. Um, two things. First, the talent was um, uh, in order to better embody the icons. I have learned of their ways. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, it's still it's still at arm's length. It's got to be. Okay. I'll come up with something a little bit more specific then. Uh, my question would be. Is this thing that they're failing to do or had failed to do, is this something that they have always failed to do? It's something they've always failed to do. Okay. Always. Oh, okay. Uh, I haven't got to you. or What were you doing? Uh, learning the iconography. I got a 25. Okay, you're level 2? Yeah, I've got intermediate and 6 ticks. Okay. So. <clears throat> yeah, you break through to level 3. Okay. And now you see why Verinder gets distracted. You, you figure it out. You, you practice with just a grabbing a, I wouldn't call it a piece of paper. It's rigid. It's like a, a, a almost razor thin but not dangerous mm-hmm. piece of like cardboard or a notebook that's like, oh, you can write on it. And it scrolls. It's like, hey, it's just the screen of an iPhone with all its functionality and it has no mass to it. Yeah. And it's made to do basic iconography on it. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you make structures with it uh, and you now start to visualize the 3D structures that are within it mm. there's a function that you wouldn't have been able to use if you didn't know this so it's sort of funny mm. that you realize you could blow it up and you can see in the vapor a canopy like all the 3D the structures connected to one another you've seen Verindra look at this kind of thing before and now it's not super complex mm. but you see how insanely uh, intricate it can be adding another like a a 3D uh, glyph with all its attendant things mm-hmm. uh, multiplies the complexity and then exponentiates it. Mm. Every single one you add, it's like times two to the two power, times two to the two power. Yeah. There's infinite things you can do with it. Wow. Your head, it's like this is so complicated that it quickly gets away from you, but you've now mastered the level three. Okay. So you can buy uh, iconographic talents and invoke for one, mm-hmm. and you just have a better facility with it. Okay. So, you just make a note that you got it. How many ticks do I have? Well, you're at zero now. Oh, zero. Just to get to level so you, four. Yeah, you've re- reset back to zero for level four. Gotcha. And it was exactly, pretty close to exactly what you needed. I'm not yeah. I'm not going to be an asshole and not give you the extra, the over, <laughs> the overage, but... Oh, yeah, no, you're good. Um, so, you did all that. I gave you some information. Yes. I'll, that was a no roll, so you can have two questions. Okay, the axe. I'll show you this. You take the thing out. Ugly little thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the first caveman realizing he could kill his brother. Cain and Abel type shit. Um, it, compared to the iconography around you, the, having the rune up helps with this, but it's so different from everything that's around it. It's stone. It's even. Like, if you hit it hard enough, it would break. It's stronger than a regular stone, and you you feel like if you destroyed this, it would hate you. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, and you know that that's like a preternatural hatred that would follow you around. Um, and if crafted, again, like, ha- put a haft on it and made it into a weapon, it would take the form that's appropriate for the age. Um, there's this unbelievable hate that comes off the thing. It's just not directed right now. Um... And of course, that makes it an evil thing, absolutely evil thing. But it's of the old world, and it, it, you get so nostalgic 
just thinking about it. You don't have that many stories that intersect with it because it's older than you. Mm-hmm. But every story about a murder out of jealousy and spite, like not a murder out of rage or like covetous or, or you know, just war mm-hmm. or sadness um, or betrayal. This is just pure unadulterated hatred for something that does not deserve it in any way and in fact deserves love this is is designed to kill something that only all it wants to do is love um and it's just been late way it's kind of like you know the one ring just waiting moving from murder to murder getting lost for centuries being like on a shelf in a wizard tower or an old witch or down the bottom of the ocean turning a fish evil like, and it becomes a horrible, like, leviathan that attacks the others. Um, it's not radioactive in a sense. It's not going to just infect anything. It's quiescent and it needs its purpose. It not having a half keeps it from fulfilling it. But you can make a very, very powerful and terrible weapon out of it, <laughs> if you wished. And you get uh, two questions, too. Wait, what'd you get on the roll? I got 17. Yeah, you need two questions. Yeah, when you get done with the song, um, you can have your brief rest now. Uh, you'll be good for a while uh, for getting rests. You don't need to partake of the soil. Even in singing that part of the song has restored you in, in a way that's persistent. Um, a little tiny bird uh, alights on one of the four spires that's at the corner of the building. Uh, there's like they've got little wedges that come up all around it, and you know that those are mostly just practical. They're doing a lot of iconographic things that you can't see. There's a distortion of space around it that you didn't see while you were singing. It's a little brown bird, nondescript. It's chirping. And it's the sweetest song, like a canary, just singing and singing, and it reminds you of what you just did, like it's improvising off of them. And it flutters over to you and lands like on one of your branches right in front of you. It's just a normal bird, and it, and you can't. You only get em- emotions from normal creatures that aren't, uh, there's no word, for, you haven't come up with a word for it yet, the whimsification thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you sense it's, it's like, it's longing for flight and freedom and the sky itself and a sense that it's, it's young, it's a young creature and it's no knowledge of death or pain or anything and it's just pure joy and newborn hope. You can have a bonus die. Uh, I know you've got other ones that are persistent, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'll add one to the ones that, that are persistent. Okay. It uh, kind of asks permission to get a sprig of a, a tiny little sprig of yours. I'll grant it. And, and it, it nods and takes it and just <laughs> flutters away. It's an incredibly fast flyer. You don't see any other birds like that, though. What are you guys doing? Um, my first question, um, how difficult would it be to create a small physical creature of iconography, um, either like a small bird, since that seems to be common in all cities, or a small pika? Um, you have the iconographic ability to do mm-hmm. that. Uh, you'll need a machinery. You can make physical objects purely with the iconography. Okay. That is, that is uh, rough. It's hard to do. Okay. It's really easy, and it reminds you of the runes that she does. Mm-hmm. It's just in a much more mathematical way, and it obviously draws upon the source. 
Like you get an object, a simple one. It doesn't even have to be mechanically viable. And you realize Ilgoth would be the person to ask. Okay. Uh, she has gone to her room. She kind of just found stuff off. You can hear her using the, uh, you know, the, what is it, the hygienic. Mm-hmm. And uh, she thinks she just went to bed. Okay. She's going to crash, I'll fall asleep. It took, takes you a while to get... Um, Green John out of the shower. <laughs> you get the feeling he would just like to have the water run over him and he just stays in there. Mm-hmm. So you have to push him out. He dries really quickly. Mm-hmm. And you again feel the heat coming from deep within him. Mm-hmm. And he comes out into the uh, room. But he wants to stay behind the couches, away from the sky. You realize he's terrified of heights. Oh. He's a creature of the ground. Got it, yeah. Um, and he doesn't want to get near them. It's not like he's not like panicking or anything. He just will not go. And if, yeah. you, if he doesn't want to move, he's not going to move. That's true. I'll build like a fort around him. <laughs> like pillows and things? Yeah. You know, build him a little like enclosure kind of deal to protect him from the sky. You do. The dogs immediately try to get in on it. Of course, <laughs> they're welcome. Yeah, yeah. so now you uh, you build it up. I know uh, William's going to be in there in a minute. You're looking at kind of, uh, I assumed you were in the living room and like near your runes sitting on one of the chairs. Mm-hmm. A floaty chair looking at it and you see him starting to build a fort. And there's a lot of throw pillows, and there is a, uh, near the couches, and these are near the beds too, there's like a little smooth, silvery box, and when you open it up, it looks like, a, you know, how saran wrap comes in a roll? Yeah. It looks like a, like a thin, incredibly thin bit of cloth, mm. but as you pull it out, it puffs up into a duvet. Oh, nice. And you can tear it off wherever you want, and it's like... Like you know, and it, 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 it's different. It goes through different colors. Just like if you keep pulling, if it gets to a certain length, they just sublimate, mm-hmm. and, and they'll pull off if you take more than like ten yards of it. Mm-hmm. And but the width will go as you stretch it out. You, there's a gnat to it, and mm-hmm. the dogs are absolutely delighted at this. They start playing off. Like one of them gets in there, pulls off the, the swatch of them, and now they're just tearing it up. And then as soon as it tears, it sublimates, and they're like more and more. Mm-hmm. You make a pillow, you, you construct the fort out of the like 20 or so pillows that are everywhere, and you put it on Green John, and he like groans, or, and you feel him kind of powering down. <laughs> he just leaves his proboscis kind of out to sniff the air, uh, and the dogs like climb in with him. One gets on top. Mm-hmm. Corvus is on an end table because he doesn't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. I know, right? (laughs) Alright, my first question. How would I go about destroying this this axe completely and utterly? Everything it stands for, everything it is. That would be a very powerful ritual to do that. Because if you just threw it away, it'll find its way into someone's hands. Of Mm. course, I've read The Lord of the Rings. And then if something evil occurs to you, one of your old thoughts, if you left this with someone who you wanted to like ruin what they did, it, it, you don't know when it would happen, but eventually it would wind up in their hands and then the mayhem would result. But it's unpredictable and it can blow up in your face. Uh, you had to get a, a really powerful ritual. The runes would help with it. An auspicious location and a time. Uh, and then you could do it. There's a, something occurs to you that if you do that, this will have a transformative effect on you in some way that you can't define. Okay.
turn her inside out. Like she turned my Pika inside out. Oh my god! My second. Yours? I played a Pika in a, game, a game that I ran. Um, immediate follow-up question: What uh, locations are auspicious to this? Oh, there, there's a lot of the, in the old continent. Here, you'd have to figure it out. Obviously, the the font where you're going. That's as auspicious as you can get, but man, that seems very dangerous to do it there. <laughs> yeah. The source of the power. You, yeah, you would suspect that on the river, like one of those old river islands, um, since they're sort of nature preserves, a lot of them are untouched, and you bet there's one with a, a location, long forgotten, used for ritual something like that. Okay. You, the land has to be filled with them. This place is as old as the forbidden land, but um, it's just been paved over, essentially. Um, my last question. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know I can um, like weave different things in type of in in between like different types of messages and things like that, or manipulate that through the sending system. Would I be able to do the same kind of thing for say an ongoing broadcast? Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Those are <laughs> you realize those are heavily protected, but mm-hmm. yeah, one good thing is that they're overt, so that you don't have to. S- the problem with doing this hacking stuff is mm-hmm. finding the thread to pull on. Mm-hmm. Right. These you don't have to find it, but they're just heavily protected. But you could definitely do it. <laughs> as soon as you said that, I just <laughs> luckily you can't see the movie from up here because it's on a lower building, and it, it will move. It doesn't move, but your perceptions move, so you can always see it if you're looking at it. But it's not unlimited in that, and so you can't spot the movie. I, I'm, I have other things to be interested in. Um, I had a, one more uh, question about the talent. Can I do something to the effect of um, insight about the three comes to me in brief but profound bursts or something like that? As long as you don't use the words of the three. Oh, I see. What word would best be used... Myself? I would use the virtues that are defined by the three okay. in some fashion, or so, or your own interpretation of that. So, insight into the virtues comes to me in brief prophetic bursts? Yes. You also realize that talking about them as the three doesn't exactly work anymore. It's the five, five. fool. <laughs> Alright, you guys rest. Um, I finally don't have any wounds. I have one. Like, I uh, one. When, uh, I, I don't, how long are you staying up on the top there? Uh, it's getting towards night. If I can, I'm going to stay up here all night. Nope. Yeah, you do. It gets significantly colder, but you're large enough that it doesn't bother you. At night, it's the city looking down below is just beautiful. It's just, it's just a light show. It's Atlanta at night, but it's magic and three dimensional. And uh, the the castle itself lights up like a party with the crazy glowing lights flying up, streamers, <laughs> creatures flying around. You think you see a phoenix go across? There's that music like a calliope coming from the thing. Sounds like a carnival. Um, Is the sky doing anything interesting? Yeah, there's people moving across, and you could tell that when they're moving at night in the sky, they all have lights on them for safety, and obviously they're showing off. So there's streaks of green and blue and yellow as they go across the sky. Um, It's a a city with a big nightlight. You look down below, and the whole thing's lit up. The movie, uh, you are at an angle where you can look down on it, and it has changed, and this one's sort of a news feed of some kind. It's a little hard to understand, 
there's interviews going on. You'd have to key into the feed, but it would sort of dominate your perception if you do that. Um, you can see the river, and you think you can see the Prince of Dawn. You're not certain. It's so far away. It, it has lights all over that you recognize, but it might be another larger vessel or an island in the in the river itself. There's a big distance between you and the main river. The connection from this city is another one of the smaller streams. It would, it would be considered a river on its own. It's just, compared to the big one, it's just a little stream. Uh, before I go to bed, I will send a message using the iconography to Black Oak and just say, you've not returned, are you dead? <laughs> I'm curious. It's harsh black script. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly that. I, it's, it's, I, I need information as quickly as possible. I don't like using the iconography. Yeah, that's fair. Like I would just sent the picture. Great. <laughs> you assume Black Oak knows how to attach a no, 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 knows how to attach something to an email. That's uh, fair. Not, not dead. I'm fine. Looking at the stars. I'll spawn. Excellent. We'll be here. All right. Yeah. Night falls. You all rest. Um, you're woken in the morning. Those of you who were asleep by a little tone at the door, and then that little fla a little bit of a, that red flash. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's not offensively bright or anything. It's just a little flash in the room everywhere, mm. and then you can hear like chirping and like tones coming from a, obviously a drone on the other side of the door. Uh, Gwen, uh, you're the first up because you sense something getting near. And you look at the door and the door is, looks like it's somebody's putting dragon skin up it, like silvery dragon skin with really broad scales. They're not, it's not exactly like that. They're too symmetrical and it's glittering and you can tell it's pro it's on the other side of the door too. And like the thing is trying to come in and it has the right to come in, it, but it's not. I'll, uh, I'll go up and I'll uh, put my hand to the door and admit them. Yeah, they all tumble away, folding in on each other and just disappear. Then the door opens and the two drones come in. Uh, one of them like puts a hollow screen message in the vapor. Whenever these screens are up, they're all three-dimensional. They'll just have 2D structures in them. Mm -hmm. And it says, uh, good, more, good morning, complimentary breakfast. And there's a list of activities that you can do. Um, there are, there's a sensorium on deck 80, you, the, the bar and, uh, entertainment center is open at all times and there's a list of bands playing and a couple of performers that you don't know what they're describing, like what they do. There's a, there's a, something called a flying pool, uh, and then there are, uh, a, uh, amateur battle game. That is sponsored by a very familiar um, club, and they're all scheduled for today. Let's do it. Let's do it, guys. Let's do it. You guys want to go LARP? <laughs> you guys want to do it? <laughs> Please no. I assume you're gathered in the center, and then you finally. I assume you finally come down. Yeah. He comes down, and he's just like. He can't have bedhead or like been in the wind sort of hair, but there's just this impression that his branches have been blown around in the sky all night. They all like, you know, fluffed. Yeah, <laughs> but his uh, leaves look darker and more rich. Mm. And you, you, he comes in, he's just a smell of forest. You, you've gotten used to that, but he's been away, and it's really strong. It's like you expect there's a stream nearby. 
Well, more than likely, the um, Enclave will probably entertain us further into the evening, given their standard sleep schedule. Um, are there any other activities that you wish to do? As if on cue, you all get a sending, and it's from the Enclave. It's incredibly elaborate, like like horn music player, and an unscrolling thing. It's like, welcome to the bi-monthly Harlequinade. <laughs> and it's like at the sky, the castle of the sky. And it shows like Harlequins and people like mummers, grotesques and stuff, dancing around and juggling and fire phoenixes, like making cakes. It's just absurd. It's just a riot of color and kind of offensive, like just not fun to look at. But that's how these guys operate. And it says like, and it gives you the time. It's like 9 p.m. And it says like access, but if you have the old magic, it will be no trouble for you at all. Uh, and it has a ho ho ha ha ho 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 thing like that, and it, it plays the laughter. I invoke the iconography to discern any type of hidden messages within it. Uh, you don't have to roll. There's... Oh, right, right. Yeah, you do. Go ahead, do that. Right. <laughs> I forget what. Yeah. Twenty six. Okay, you uh, you have that unscrolled and you close it again, and then normally you can't do this with messages, and you would never bother to try, but you just turn it around, and on the back, written reverse, but as soon as you turn it around, it goes. So it's like, ha ha, how inquisitive. Commit these numbers to memory, and it's like a, a little, like a picture. There's a six, a nine, a seven, and a thirteen underneath it. And it says, like, oh, will you be awarded a special prize, question mark? <laughs> and then that message just disappeared. Oh, well, we got a free raffle ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if your message will actually do that. I don't know about you, but I think it's on the back of the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> 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 Such a dumb movie. <laughs> it's so dumb. That's peak Nick Cage. Have you guys ever done that for bad movie night? Yes. Yes. Oh, that's a shame. It's a good bad movie to do. That'd be I fun. I haven't done it with you guys. Yeah, that'd be fun. I think we did all of them. Well, we have all day, but I definitely don't want to miss the Enclave. I don't want to blow up the Enclave again for like the third time, so... I think we should find the Denialists. Just check in on them. Do you think that they were allowed into you the can, city? You can send them... Oh, wait, no, you no, can't send them sending. No, we cannot. Did you just tell one of the birds to give them a message? Yes, probably. The, 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 they're his people. People, you know. The, if we found a, a, a hawk, a falcon, an eagle, an owl, uh, any kind of bird of prey, maybe. I'll go to one of the drones. <laughs> the what? Are the drones still here? The ones uh, that are... Here's your, here's your entertainment. You, you can interrupt them. They were going to leave, but you can interrupt them if you want. How would one deliver a physical present to someone? Is there a messaging service for casual yeah. items? Immediately, thing comes up. It's like one-node charge to send a physical message within a certain distance in the city. We can just send them a... We can send them a literal piece of text. Okay. Uh, I'll start writing something. Um... It just says, so <laughs> uh, 
Inara, I hope we hope you're safe in Greenstone. We should be departing within the next few days. We will make sure you know. Um, let her know what we are. Yeah, I'll let her know that we're at uh, Sky Grazer. Sky Skimmer. Sky Skimmer. Or Cloud Skimmer. Cloud, Cloud Skimmer Tower, and we have to deal with some things today, um, but we would be keeping them in our thoughts, and I'll draw a little triangle at the bottom. Okay. Apologize to... for the method of delivery, but we had no They won't take it as an insult, so there's no reason. You, okay. you, you know mm -hmm. that. Um, do you give the address of the Cloud Skimmer Tower? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you write it on some of the parchment, <coughs> or the artificial parchment, rolls it up, and, and the drone takes it with a little armature, and it it rolls up tight, like, real tight, and then it just puts it in a little uh, container on its back. Uh, and it says, like, do you give, who gives it a node? I do. Okay. And it just says... Gives you sort of a, a tone of acquiescence, and they leave. Uh, they've uh, left behind a floating tray. You know, there's got uh, like four servings of the flavor cubes, mm -hmm. and they're kind of almost stacked on each other. Clearly, it was an extra order from someone. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then some like little, it looks like a lot of pastries, and and uh, there's some little squarish cups that have. It looks solid, but they've got some bluish liquid in them and some sausage-like, uh, mostly natural food. Mm. I'll get a pile of plate of food, and I'll go over and knock on Ilgoth's door. I'll, like, have the tray of cubes. And she's like, mm-hmm. And I'll just... Oh, uh, okay, Th thanks. thanks. Oh, they got it. Okay. She takes two of them. Or, no, you give her one. So she takes one. I like, ordered four. I brought the whole tray. Oh, so you, oh, okay. All right. Did you want? No? Okay. And then she, <laughs> she just manifests her little eating tongs. Like, she just really loves the cubes, doesn't she? It's, it's just sufficient. <laughs> I'm sensing some of you in Ilgar. Yeah, right? He says that every time. <laughs> uh, as we're sitting and eating breakfast, I will fill everyone in on the... Um, the axe, and I want to destroy it. I want to find a location that is auspicious. I want to do a ritual. Verendra will likely need your help. I want to take this entire thing out of the world. Oh, um, while we're talking about things that the summoner gave us forever ago, I still I have, I still have this thing, and I'll pull out the this. I, I forget what it looked like. I think it was is like, it yeah, it was yeah. like a, a really. Uh, Elaborate. Terrible and elaborate looking war horn. Yeah, it's, it's really scary looking fell object of power. Um, we should probably do something about that. It's I've just been carrying it around in my pack for ever. Render traits the war horn. I don't know what it does either. It's just blowing. And speaks into it. I'm sorry you didn't get a hug when you were little. And hands it back to Galzarai. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't... Was not expecting it. I, do you, can you help me figure out what this is, or what it does, I, or how I to get rid of it? We've Have we done into this? it before. We know it summons forth something not of this world, something terrible and powerful. Okay. We've, we've done preliminary. Right. We haven't gone as yeah. very... Ilgoth wanders out, and is like eating and like rubbing the sleep from her eyes and everything. 
Uh, is Lena with us? No. Mm-hmm. No, she's on the boat. they're on the boat. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she is she on the boat? Is she? I thought she was on. No, she, she was on the train. Okay. No she and Tol came with us on the train. Right. Um, just uh, sorry, I forgot that. Yeah, she's just in her own room. Okay. She was very tired uh, from the journey and just sleep. She wakes up, comes out, Tol's with her, um, and uh, they get some breakfast. And she's just kind of a little morose for some reason. And Tall's distracted. Um, but yes, how to, I guess, get rid of it or what, I don't know. Otherwise, I'm just holding on to this thing forever. And we should probably find a way to, to destroy it as well. Mm-hmm. You can give me a no on it, uh, Galzareth and Vern. I'll let you do it too, but Cast it over the library. Or the labyrinth. It's not... Labyrinth is not That's not distraction. Mm, and also, someone would pick it up and summon things to the labyrinth. Yeah, yes, it's not destruction, it's deferment. I got seven. I didn't like your idea at all. Let's <laughs> 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 see that. Yeah. Uh, Hidden Secrets of Earth? Yeah. Old yeah. World? Yeah. 22. 36. Okay. So you'll Did have you her. Seven. Okay, will y'all help her? One. One. You'll hit a 39. I'll hit a 39, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is the first time you looked at it. You put it on, like, the little coffee table in front. It, I forget what I described it at first, but it's a large horn carved with strange, monstrous, in bronze, uh, heavy, a dangerous, like, object of power. Uh, it feels familiar in that you think it's from the world. Mm-hmm. But there's an alienness to it that it's hard to define. Um, yeah, if you blow it with intent, it will summon forth something from beyond. You think now, like, oh, okay, that's the alienness. It's definitely made here. You don't think the summoner made it. He found it. Uh, and but it could call forth something from elsewhere. And it is, it's an old world artifact. This is primordial sorcery. This is, it obeys its own rules. Uh, it has like a, a will to it. It's, it's, it's cacophonous. It's like there's many wills like arguing with itself. Like Just symbolically you can't like hear them or anything. Um, destroying it will not be easy. But unlike the axe, it doesn't have the feeling that it's just an inherently wicked thing. It's just a very dangerous thing. And you'll have uh, Two questions each. Sorry to bog it down with, but y'all, you know, yeah, you just yeah. dump it on your purse and just going through your shit. Yeah, yeah. basically. <laughs> By the way, I have this gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys think this would be useful? Uh, no. Um, I guess I'll get started off with the questions then. Um, is it always from the the creature that's called? Is it always from the same place? Do I feel like? No. Okay. And it, uh, I'll give you this for free. It'll relate to whoever's blowing into it in some fashion that you can't find. Okay. What are you doing there, uh, character? I'm just fucking off. Like, Green John is, like, in the middle of the night, he had, like, kind of gotten too warm, so he's, like, half outside. Ooh. Yeah, I'd like to uh, summon a servant. Thing, whatever little thing. All you have to do is go through your. Yeah, uh, I'll system. think about it, and yeah, I just I want to ask them if they're uh, if they have any 
for sale um, um, small um, sticks of paper uh, that has a herb wrapped up in it that they could... You're asking for drugs? Uh, or a cigarette. Well, they have comps. You call one and... Yeah. If I can't do it in real life, I'll do it in role play. Like, oh, a cigarette. Uh, yeah, comps are basically the cigarettes. Yeah, okay. But you query them and they give you like a services list. There's comps, smoke, spheres. There's something called uh, jellies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, then, then there's uh, elements, which are drugged food. Mm-hmm. And then drinks that are obviously weird and iconographic, like Laconian shit. And then just alcohol. Okay. So and they all have a price. But you see that it's been grayed out because it's complimentary because of whoever's paying footing the bill for you, the artifact probably. Mm, okay. I'll take five of each. And there and there's a pause and they're like as you as you are. And you get the sense that the creature that it you've called down to something mm-hmm. and you clearly like, oh, I'm talking to a drone. How the hell can an artifact have its own lacuna? But it does. Uh, and it and it, but you so you get a sense that it's a little like you're taking advantage, but it can't do anything about it. Yeah. And it, it but it what what it can do is say it'll be like 15 minutes before they sure. assemble it all together. Your ass is getting judged by a Roomba. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like you just peeing on the floor in front of a Roomba. And it's like get it. <laughs> Pick up my poop. <laughs> Pick up the poop. When the Secretary of Defense is footing the bill, you can spend some for you know five cigarettes. Yeah. You get, you get a feeling it's like, oh, would you like any underage hookers? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I didn't see that on the list. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. heroin and blow weren't on the list, so what do you think? Um, I am reminded of what I told you at the start of the session about the danger. And you, Galzareth, because you did the role, it's like distraction. Oh yeah. You, well, you don't know what he's doing, but he—he's he, got this weird look in his eye, and you can see, you can tell. Now everybody can kind of tell when somebody's doing sendings. It's kind of like five hundred yard stare and a weird beatific smile on his face. Uh, yeah. Y'all are deep thinking. You, <laughs> no Ranger, can you can tell me. that he is ordering something. You just I'm, know. Ranger, <laughs> please stop it. Don't you, order that. You, no, you, we don't you, need it. Weren't you helping with Send. the roll? Yeah, that's why. Mm-hmm. You, no, it was you guys. Oh. Yeah, he wasn't doing it. Um, okay. My question is, um, the uh, the horn is not inherently evil, but it is dangerous. If I blow it with a true good intent, will it give me something truly good? If I blow it with a truly evil intent, will it give me something truly evil? Yes, and it is delighted in multiplying that effect. Now, the nature of the effect is always martial. It's always going to be a thing that you would do in a fight or to destroy something. So you can't just summon forth like you know, like magical healing wisps or things like birds or birds or anything like that. Unless they're fire birds or something terrible from beyond. Might be helpful in destroying the axe though. Uh, What? It's not gonna be able to do that. No, help it though. Uh, Did I give you a name for it? Do the horn of the collar. Horn of the collar, right? Whose hands has this passed through of events I might recall? Oh, good question. I'll get back to you in a sec. <laughs> Any other question? Oh, okay. You're, you're going to circle around to that one? 
Yeah, because I'm right. I got to write. I got. I didn't have that. I'm not. I don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come um, up with it. Let's see. What kind of planning? It's like an artifact. Give you the first game. <laughs> I would have a list of everything. That <laughs> I will say, you have a lot of papers there. Yeah. You do. Yeah. It's more than almost any other game. Um, all right. In that case, um, is this horn at all related to the summoner in any way, shape, or form besides the fact that he came in its... Came in, it came into in his possession. No, it's not related to him. It's one of those mini artifacts that he was delighted to get a hold of because all he ever wanted was power. But he had no particular use right then and there. And in fact, it was designed to be a gift for you. It's very much in your wheelhouse of the kind of thing that you could use. Uh, it's the kind of thing that would have been useful when you were doing the war. Mm -hmm. But he was bending all of his will towards you know building up the army, casting strange spells and rituals. And you think it just kind of slipped his mind that he had it until he was looking for gifts to give you all. Also, it's not of his nature, but it's definitely his temperament of something that he would give to. While I'm waiting, I'm going to do a physical in Green John. Okay, you can give me a well, whatever you use for that. Um, craft? Yeah. What's Green John made of? Do you really want to know? Flesh, Flesh. hardened into stone. Yeah, it's a stony exterior that glitters and it has kind of a greenish patina on it near his shoulders. What you call his shoulders. Mm -hmm. But it, it feels very granitic. And there's a density from like... If he was just made out of flesh, he's like half of an elephant, you know? But he's denser than that. Just... Uh, <laughs> he's very careful. He, he Once he got up... And you go to do the physical. Mm -hmm. The dogs just decided to... They realize he's a creature now. Because mm -hmm. he was warm and they were sleeping. And so now they just play with him. And he's incredibly careful with them. Mm -hmm. they're, they're not... They're preternatural creatures. So they're probably not in the kind of danger that a normal dog would be. Mm -hmm. But Green John is just very slow. He makes sure not to step on their foot or tail. And, and he just kind of moves around. And they jump. And they do the... They're, very pup, they're acting very puppy-like right now. Mm -hmm. Lena lights up. Tall even... Because he's still ki a kid. Yeah. And so now they've moved the coffee table and they moved the couches and some of the chairs and they're just playing in the room. They're just throwing duvet, like all the yeah. duvets <laughs> up in the air. There's a tall figures out a way to do it with enough force that it, it'll go to its max length, like float down and then sublimate before it hits the ground. And Lena's like almost giddy with excitement and it's very loud. It's the parachute game. You yeah. guys had to move like into the hallway to do this investigation. I got a 16 on the, on the craft. He's doing fine. Um, he could eat, but he's got a, uh, a bizarre metabolism where he could, he could go a week without eating. Mm. Eventually, like he would start to lose mass, mm. but very slowly. But he'll eat. Uh, he, like a lot of flesh-crafted creatures, he could be overfed, too. Oh. And for him, that would make him get bulkier and slower and more stone-like. So it's something you have to... But he can eat almost anything. Mm -hmm. You've seen him eat, like, um, you think... He tried to eat one of the duvets, but it just supplements too soon. Mm -hmm. And um, I'll give him uh, one of the the space food rations that we got out of the uh, pillar from forever ago. There were that oh, super, like the five hundred year old yeah. rations. Yeah, it's like the super dense, like you okay. just do. So I'll give him like ha I have three, so I'll give him like I'll cut one in half. Okay, and I'll be like. 
Yeah, he just takes it very delicately in his proboscis and goes... And you see it kind of travel at the proboscis and he pulls it in. And there's a... <laughs> you basically just fed him like a good 20 dinners. Yeah. 20 Thanksgiving dinners. And he just kind of moves around. He... It's fat. Well, he can go fast if he wants, but he's mm-hmm. being very careful. And he goes. To, and he's obviously scared. He goes to the edge, where it goes out to the balcony. The thing curls back, and he goes out on the ledge, like kind of almost shaking in fear. And a little seam in his stone appears near his lower his belly. And he angles it outward, and just dust goes. <laughs> <laughs> and then he trundles back in fast, mm-hmm. and he and he crawls back into the remains of the fort and goes to sleep. <laughs> and we don't pet him. Yeah. He's going to sleep. Oh, he's a big move for him. <laughs> yeah, he's like 500,000 <laughs> Um, When things are called by the Warhorn from another place, are they done so like Galzareth was via a contract? Are they forced here to act um, in a specific manner? Or are they just like you know, fall through a door and you end up here and you're just going to be it, all... It goes to wherever and it grabs them and shoves them in here against their will. Or, you know, it's likely to pick something that would be less uh, rebellious. Okay. But it's absolutely against their will. Oof. Oof. That's a good question. I'm trying to think of my second question. I'm sorry. Let's see. Uh, that'll be enough food for him for a month. Okay. If you gave him more of that, like in a couple of days, that's when he'd start to really. Yeah. He probably stalactites. There's a thing if you overfeed a sulcata tortoises protein, mm-hmm. they'll get pyramidal shells because they're growing too fast. Yeah. And it's not great for them. Yeah. Their shells will pyramid and be something like that. No, I needed to get a good gauge because I assumed that would be a decent food source for him, but yeah. I needed to know, like, so I can give him, like, eight. He liked it. It oh, was yeah. just like, here, yeah, eat was, this turkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> eat these 12 turkeys. Yeah. <laughs> um, who made the horn of the collar? Or what made it? You just get this vision. Actually, let me tell you about your old old one. Okay. The first maker and wielder of the horn was the Song Sage. And that was a story that you learned as others would learn a story about you. The, the mists of time. Old, old, old stuff. And he made it out of... Um, to, to fight in the battle against the sun... And, and chariots in the sky, and he called forth the things whose names are in no record or scroll, and defeated the sun, and treated with him, and divided the sky and the world, and the sun would have to share with the moon, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then it was lost to time. The, th- it, the next place in the chronicles of the old world that it comes up is a, a fell and terrible person known as the Fire Lord who had tamed the flames of the world and drew upon them and whose rage knew no bounds though his works were great and mighty and he cast the lands of the world into flame, saw that they were good and slept for a generation and his tomb was lost Um, then Urok the Troll King in his campaigns uh, during the, the Blackened Age 
used the horn to great effect in his subjugating the lands of men and enslaving them. He would call forth terrible shadows who knew the words of fear and armies were cast before him and he delighted in blood and the flesh of men. He was killed by uh, one of his slaves and to a, an ignominious and t uh, sad end to the, the great tyrant and his armies were cast away. And the last person who had it was the traveling man. Okay, that's a research line for me. <laughs> and he carried it for a long time and used it for uh, many nefarious and strange things. Tumultuous was his calling with the horn. Uh, it was mentioned something like the, the shining lady he called forth from it, the, the, the priest of silver, and other lit. And then, then your memory is kind of fades on it. What was your other question? It was who uh, who created it or what created it, and he answered that with the okay. full answer. How to destroy it. What? You can always just ask how to destroy it. Mm. If you can't think of something. I, I, uh, my second question was who... Oh. Uh, wait, did that did that not count because I... No, your second question was what? Uh, that was your first question. I just answered. Okay, then how do I destroy it? Um... The only way to destroy it and to have it like forgotten to time is to sing, to uh, create a song with it that is antith antithetical to its nature, uh, the, uh, the sounds of true peace and uh, freedom, whose notes and lyrics have been cast to the four winds and forgotten. Um, and at the time where you would need the horn the most for the way it's supposed to be used, that's when you'd have to sing the song of peace to, the, to play it. When you need it the most, where it would save you and everything that you're working towards, and you play and you sound that, that's what would destroy the thing. Otherwise, it's a weird thing. Like you, you throw it in a fire, and it would blacken and and then seem to be cracked. But then you'd see shiny bronze through it, or it would disappear. Or you'd forget to do it, and it would find some other hands willing to sound it. it it's one of those artifacts of old that just keep cropping up. Actually, the first murder is one of the m most uh, slippery uh, artifacts like that. I think that's all our questions. Yep. As you finish up, and the kids and the animals, even Corvus got in it a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, he's the, they, they get tired and uh, Tal says okay now we have to clean up Lena and she's like ah and they start moving things back and the dogs they uh they're you don't know like when the dogs get near the side of any of the walls here like a little panel slides out and just clean water just goes in it and so they drink of it and uh, a thing of a narrower one with uh, like off-white little pebbles of like dog food essentially come out and they eat all of that. Um, they've been purloining the breakfast too, so. Uh, I will... Corbett has some kind of small piece of cookie or something to get a hold of. Before we leave, um, last night while creating that rune, I figured out the runes for each and every one of us, specific to us, and 
when Black Oak uh, went on his rooftop adventure, I had a thought. Varendra, what would you think about using either iconography or rune to do some kind of ritual so that we know where the others are? Others like the All boat? Us. Oh. This group. And that that we can keep track of each other. That should be easily done. Okay. I feel like that through the iconography we can already kind of do that. We can make we can make it more automatic where you could just open it up and just see where everyone is. You realize, Gwen, that this is definitely doable, but people knowing exactly where you were at all times, just knowing it, is ooh, that's that. There's like a handful of stories where people found a way to fetter you to the world and like control you, and it is, I'm not gonna say it's antithetical or that stop you from doing it, but. I, I don't... N- constant is not ideal, but more easily than trying to see and respond to a setting. There's a series of loud, and you hear like buzzings and clicks and tones coming from the door that has done that lattice work of dragon skin up it. And I... Like a lot of sounds coming from it. Uh, I'll, I will go and check out. Yeah, there's like six drones. Uh, there's a, a fat little one on the ground with um, little legs, bulky with armatures and things on it. There's two of the floating ones. There's an attender drone. And there's one behind it that has got like a net of like, looks like artifice and silvery metal uh, around bundles of things. And the ones in front are trying to get in, and it's trying to get in, and they're just trying to jockey for protocol who has, um, like, the preeminence. Uh-oh. And finally, the big fat one on the ground goes forward as you open it and just trundles into the room, and it comes into the center. You guys doing anything while these things are... What, what is this? Going on? Who, what is this? You get, you, you get ascending, uh, the one of the forwards, maintenance, and it's in, like... Not much less fancy than your black script <laughs> maintenance disruption correction disruption correction. Oh, it's probably for the room mm. that you placed on the. Uh, uh, can I interface with the the sending? I mean, you can message it. Yeah. Uh, what is the problem? It stops for a moment and it scrolls through something that's probably you're not supposed to see because it's confused. So it's like uh, unknown. Flush and cycle. I don't know. It, this thing is not designed to interface with guests. Uh-huh. Is there any of the, are, do any of the drones there, are they designed for it? Yeah, they're all floating around. One is like delivering more food. One is like, it's got a oblong package. It's clearly going to restore the, the auto duvet because you guys have just <laughs> blown through all of them. I will, I will pull one of those over. Mm-hmm. Uh, You'll just grab it. Yeah. It hates it. It's like, please, 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 please. Okay, I'll let go. I'm start doing that. Yeah. Your maintenance thing here, why is it here? Just dismiss it. Will it let me dismiss it? I don't know. Have you tried? It, uh, <laughs> you get a message like, disruption, uh, for... Safety, convenience of guests. We pause for uh, at egress. A question mark. Give me another roll to figure out what to say. It's not that hard. 
Do one of these have my drugs? <laughs> yeah, that's the one that's in the back. It's got the bundles all tied up in the net, mm-hmm. and it's like the last that's allowed in. And it just it, it's it's one of the serving droids like that served you breakfast. It's mm-hmm. clearly overloaded. It comes in and it's sort of saggy, and then it just drops it near the writing desk, mm-hmm. and then it, it undoes it, and the package opens up. The cloth that was on it just sublimates, and there's just these neat packages and the artificial paper, wood, plastic that they use for everything temporary, mm-hmm. and it just it just fucks off. Did you order Let's things get... for the Enclave? I just wanted to try some things. Oh. 75 boxes of the same thing? No, they're all different looking. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Different sizes, different. different... I'll point at the one of Conf, and I'm like, those, those are useful. Yeah. Yeah, you open it up, and there's those little crystal vial things, just like an inhaler. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like, there's a dozen in there. Yeah. The others have like, there's a selection of liquids. Like, if you go to a, a bar and they're selling shots, like the shot girls come around, a rack of shots. Mm-hmm. Those are the liquors. And these are all the drugged fluids. There's a pile of, um, they look like cookies with wax paper in between them. Uh-huh. They're practically glistening with psychotropics. Um, and uh, the, the there's a box of three big like crystal balls uh-huh. but there's smoke swirling in them and it has a depression on, on each side uh-huh. um, yeah it's a lot of stuff okay uh, I got a 11 on the note roll it seems to indicate that if you leave the room it can do what it needs to do without disrupting you otherwise it'll work around you guys does this have to do with Is, is this because uh, there's been a barrier to entry since we came in? Uh, anomalous disruption. They don't know what it is. They have no idea how to deal with it. Okay, then... Are you um, going to do all of them? No, 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 just start trying. Uh, okay, I'll get to you in a minute. Uh, Alright, then I will go over to the rune myself. As a, are we leaving? Are we leaving this room today? Yes. Okay. Well, you know you're scheduled, like, you got three days or so, two or three days, so your your stay is two nights. Okay, then I'll leave it here. If they mess it up, I'll fix it later. Um, he's just, you're going through, uh, I'll say you took the smoke sphere, uh-huh. and it's pretty obvious how you use it. You hold the one depression to your mouth, the other, you touch it, and the smoke just, like, goes in your lungs. It's, it, you should cough from it, because uh-huh. it's heavy vapor that has a sort of piney sort of resinous taste Mm -hmm. and as soon as you inhale it you exhale it and like glittering clouds you've seen uh dread the movie yeah yeah Yeah. it's like that's yeah nice and it just your perception is just warped it feels like you've just been like downloaded like have you ever done whippets or something like that don't do drugs but like (laughs) this very pleasant numbness and euphoria comes over you have to sit down and you're holding the smoke sphere and um Ilgoth has, has come over here and is like, <laughs> well, you're not that was you're not supposed to do the whole thing at once." I looked at, I've, well, I looked into this, uh, you know, for my research. She looks around. You're having the argument with the drones. What are you guys doing? I can't take you anywhere. <laughs> We know where we need to be until 9 p.m., however. You can restore your mind. Okay, cool. But you're at a disadvantage for all You might want to catch up with your friends at the battle arena. 
Understood. Um, and if that is the case, we should probably be capable of walking. Mm-hmm. Render eyes the Kyurger. You hear her words before she says says them. <laughs> and so when she starts talking, you're like, yeah, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> but he says, yeah, I got it, like a full three seconds after you say the words. <laughs> uh, you see Ilgoth, like pockets of comfort too. The, there's these, uh, like, these glitter sticks or something that, like, you break and they're like candy. Uh-huh. She just grabs a handful of those. Mm-hmm. She looks at the cookies like, no way. And then she picks up, uh, she looks through all the packages, finds something, and just takes the package. Uh, you can all see her do it. She's not very stealthy. Speed. She's, she's getting more speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, almost certainly. I'll yeah. take one of the cookies. Okay, you eat it. Yeah, it's delicious. Of course it's delicious. It's very sweet. You don't notice anything right away. Yeah, okay, cool. It takes about twenty uh, minutes to an hour to kick in. I will take uh, I'll, I'll take a couple of the conf and put them in my bag. I've used okay. them enough times. All right, just uh, write it down. Yeah, they're cigarettes. They restore to your mind. What can I say? Yes, I can walk. Green John trundles over and he's got his proboscis out and he's he's like he's still kind of logy and you know groggy. Yeah. You see that the green that's on his shoulders, his uh, stripe of it has appeared down his back now. Hmm. I could practice my sendings and see if I can force them open on someone. Do you want to practice the sending to convince the guys operating the the creatures here to leave our room and the rune alone? Just let it let just Oh no, I was really more more of long goal would be to track down the assassins and what's going on, but short term goal would be to you all fixate on the strangest things. Yeah, the uh, the soldiers have come around you, and they're looking with what you can tell is disapproval of all the chaos that's going on. And nobody else can see that because they're completely impassive to everyone else. Just the, the slightest little tilt to their heads and the way their eyes are looking, even though they're featureless, you can tell that the, this is like this, yeah, that they don't approve in some way. Yeah. <laughs> Me either, guys. Me yeah. either. Um... Listen, kill. we can either go. We can meet. Lena reads us for a cookie. No. We can go with, meet with the battle game. These are for things if we want to kill Why some time. That? Because sometimes adults like things that are shaped like candies. Tall goes over to where they dropped off food. He's like, Lena, hey, I think we have something over here. And he looks at you and he nods his head. And, and Thank then, you for ordering something sensible. And give me a notice. <laughs> You didn't order that. That was what. Yeah, you you're at a disadvantage. Well, I know. That, that, was, that was breakfast. So that's a one. Okay. I know. Um. But we can also, though I would has, be hesitant to do it in, you know, a chaotic state, meet with the artifacts and see what the process is and. Or in, ignore them entirely. I don't know. What we would those. have to request an audience. That would be the first step. I suppose. I don't know what is expected of us regarding them. Do you want to? I, I could. I could contact them, and ask. It, it's my understanding that nothing is expected of us currently. It's just continue on our journey. If we're needed, we'll be told. Yeah, there is also the other prickly business of the. Um, Interlocutors, have they sent us anything in regards to what no. they expect no. of us yet? No. Yeah. No. You, I mean, you're sent to go to the source, help them there. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. But. But they okay. have not sent us any information in the interim. 
Okay. Were they supposed to? They uh, were, yes. We were supposed to look for a, a guy that went missing? They were supposed to send us uh, the uh, more targeted information about the guy that went missing other than, hey, are you a guy and are you missing? No, You okay. have a feeling that they are very much Johnny's on the spot. Like, when you get there, you'll get what you get. Okay. Okay. Well, in that case... I suppose that we can just kill them. Whatever. Um, Very well. There's I'm really... LARPing. There's nothing pressing for us to do. Yeah, the battle game, it's like a, a multiple hour thing. They have sessions. It's two hours uh, each throughout the day. You is, can get to the morning one if you want. Is this participatory or voyeurism? You have no idea. It's just, it, it's got a... It's got a, um, a salon room that's lower in, in the hotel you're supposed to go to. Wait, it's in the hotel? Yeah. Mm-hmm. These are all that makes it the worse. flying pool. Yes. Everything else is in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can tell it's like recently scheduled. There's just something about it. It's like sort of hasty. At the very worst. Oh, at the very worst, I think that we might be able to see Marigold and the others there. That is the only reason why I'm suggesting it. Otherwise, it... They said like... that there was some sort of issue that they were having with this chapter of their organization as well. I'm mildly curious. But did, they, did they say the nature of the issue? Nope. Did they give you a name for the chapter? No. No. It, it would probably be the... It, it's the Greenstone Free Walkers. <laughs> yes, we can go, I suppose, at the very least, see if... See what's going on with the Free Walkers here. Maybe there are... You know, th- there could be anything that we could find there, if I'm being completely honest, so it can't hurt to look. Uh-huh. I will go to Ilgoth's door, knock on it, and, and relay her relay to her our schedule, instead of sending a sending. She's like, oh, which one of these are we doing? Like, like you're going to go talk to those dilettantes? I mean, <laughs> dilettantes. Yes. Like, for the whole, like, two hours? Yes. Uh, do I have to? I mean, no. okay, I can stay here? Yes. Or, all right. What is... Uh, okay, that maintenance creature is going to try and mess with the primal, like, ruining? Well, we don't know that for sure. Oh, well, look at the thing. It's what it wants we to don't, do. We don't know uh, how to tell it not to. I mean, if you want me to disable it, I can... Yeah. Okay. Oh, you can do that? I mean, it's illegal. I mean, yeah, just do it. It's fine. Just... Oh, oh okay. We'll, we'll bail you no, out. This, 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 hang on. We got you. Don't worry, no. Don't, got you. don't listen to him. Um, uh, everybody, uh, actually, you don't understand a word he just said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, never mind. And he'll go, what? Mm, sure, yeah. Your, 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 your words are as clear as a bell. Oh, of course, yeah. And you can anticipate what everybody's going to say, and their confusion is just they don't understand. Mm-hmm. They don't get it. He's like, I don't know. Uh, uh. Everybody's outlined in a golden light, mm-hmm. and it, it just slams into it. <laughs> <laughs> and you see, like, every person here is just this figure. It looks like golden flame drifting off of Like, Green Druid is like an elongated fire coming off. You see, Green John is a deep emerald flame. Black Oak is a scintillant gold. He's going through, like, it looks like he's winter, spring, summer, fall. Winter, spring, summer, fall. <laughs> and uh, the you can't even look outside. It's too much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it feels like the sky wants in. 
and you're glad that the glass is keeping it out because that's impolite for this guy to want to do that. And you have this conversation with it, and it comes to an understanding. What he does is just a. To the window, his eyes are people are completely dilated. Um, weirdly, it's the most human you've seen him act. Look, even though he's slowly gotten that way, uh, Lena's fascinated with you, so she's just oh, shit. <laughs> looking at you. You don't like it? It's like you know she's looking at you when you're not looking at her, which is that's not how looking it. You can only look at things that are looking at you. You, you know. That's not how you're supposed to look. She should ask. Yeah, yeah. With her eyes and everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, while he's having this existential crisis, <laughs> I'm going to send a sending to the to the maintenance robot and just say, uh, uh, "Go away." To say, uh, let's see. It's starting to move tables and stuff. Mm. Uh, Green John takes a dislike to the thing because it's kind of. You know, it's kind of aping its style. It's a weird quadrupedal squat little boxy thing. And Green John actually trundles over to it and just pushes it a little bit. <laughs> and <they> go, <laughs> comes back. He's like, I'll send a message to it and say that says, um, "The imposition is no immediate problem. Flush and cycle. Delay until." Uh, De- delay until checkout. Alright, give me a. Uh, if you're using the icon, are you just doing ascending? Yeah. It's just a no. Then. A no? Yeah. Sometimes sendings will be uh, invoked, <coughs> but often they're no. <coughs> Which brings up an issue when you're, if you're going to try to hack. You're going to have to do some, like, pat your head, rub your stomach kind of stuff while okay. you're doing it. Yeah. Uh, it'll only be a six. <laughs> Yay. Everybody patted their head and rubbed their stomachs. Not everyone. No, every single person. Yeah, here's everybody. Don't listen to Grace. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I see you, Priscilla. <laughs> um, so what'd you get? A six. You said it to it. It just doesn't acknowledge you. Um, that was a no? Yeah. You realize it's probably better to send it to the de- like some kind of authority like than to the creature that's not even supposed to interact with no. people. All right. Most of the other drones have left. There's one just kind of floating in the corner, just kind of watching everything. I know what I'll do. I'll try it again, but I'll send it to the building. Yeah. Like before. Okay. Uh, it's a six again. You send the sending, and then you get one back. It's brilliant calligraphy, beautiful silvery pages and uh, glowing uh, green lines. It's just like, thank you for requesting. Uh, a delay on your maintenance. We would hate to inconvenience you in any way. The impression that's coming through the sitting is, is this feels like a person with like a lot of will behind them. It's very strange. Um, but we have detected, unfortunately, a strange anomalous disturbance in your room. And it would behoove you and, frankly, the safety of the rest of our guests if you were allowed to complete its tasks. Thank you. Cloud skip. I don't think that um, it's going to necessarily. I think that this probably just we need to allow it to go. You get there's like a, a little bit in your 
lacuna there's like static mm-hmm. and you get another one it's like ah um further review we will recall the maintenance sorry for the disruption and it has a hairy sort of feel to it ah. yeah. yeah so they, they, they look they, wait, what room was that oh oh no 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 no, no. <laughs> and, the, and the, the mechanical droid it clearly gets the message like and it pauses for like three seconds goes by green john pauses for a second but then continues on, and it leaves, and then the other drone hovers away. When they get, like, you've let the door stay open, as soon as it closes, it just, like, it turns a normal green, and then it, the, the dragon skin is even thicker on it, just sitting there, like it's offended. <laughs> we I will handle the character. We should probably stop imposing our will upon the places that we stay. You find yourself in agreement with Green John about what he's asserting about the situation. Uh-huh. Uh, he makes a good point. Yeah. You can't recall what he said, but he was making a good point. Oh, he usually makes a good uh, point. Yeah. He says that. You say that out loud. I'll, I'll attempt to get uh, Ilgoth's attention. Mm-hmm. Ilgoth, may I impose upon you, please? As the party member who's been high the most in this campaign, um, I feel like I'm most qualified to be trip sitter at this point. Um... <clears throat> Can I have a, ask you a question? What? Are you guys going to do what you're supposed to do? Oh, is that Ilgoth asking me? She's asking everybody. She's like, she's really like pitched it to the room. I mean, we, we have a purpose here. I, I get that. I, under, I understand Laconia is fascinating. Believe me, I've been fascinated too. But we got... You, you're just going to have to put some blinders. I, you're going to need to focus. I... Ilgoth, uh, Hold on. <laughs> Ten. I could not agree more. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, okay. Yes. You don't, you can't agree. <laughs> <laughs> what are we I, supposed to do? Right right now, now, I, I so offensive. I don't actually know either. It's so offensive and to you. Oh, he can't agree. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll just get up and go to another room. Yeah. Uh, you, you look at the sky and you're like, Man, nah, it's still too much. <laughs> you go into your room. There's a mirror there, so... Um, and unfortunately, it's a Laconian mirror, so it only appears when you get near it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's still there, but it will be hazy, and then you get close, it turns perfect. Mm-hmm. And you try to find the exact distance where it's in between. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, you see that, for some reason, if you get that perfect, the you on the other side will come out mm-hmm. in a party, you know, hanging out. Mm-hmm. But you, so you're messing with that for like five minutes. Okay. <laughs> I'll agree with Ilgoth. All right. She never agrees to so never. I actually, out of play, do not remember what we were actually supposed to be here other than kill we're three days. To be, yeah. We're supposed to be getting... We're, we're waiting here for the train, for them to clear the way so that we can get the fuck out and keep going. Yeah. And so she, I think she's just kind of asking, hey, are you guys actually going to be doing the thing that you're... Your mission. She's are not really talking about this moment to moment. It's just the oh, general, yeah. general sort of how things go. You know? Oh, Okay. I assume the red mist is the big thing. Well, yeah. Yeah, and us finding the source and figuring out what the fuck is going on with the with the us icons, the, the virtues. I should start calling them. Or you just say us. How many of you slept in the beds? I did probably. Yeah. Did you? Probably. Can I? I'm not in the room. Oh yeah, easily. Okay. Yeah, yes. Just earlier like, during the night. Did yes. You sleep in the bed? This is not a big deal. If you slept in the beds, you realize I'm cleaner than I should be. Like it's not like you went into the thing, but you feel like you had like a brief shower or something. I immediately grab my gem. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apparently the beds have a very low level like Sanit- sanitation sort of thing that happened. You don't know how common that is, but... Sorry, Varenja, do you have emotional... If you were pregnant, you're not anymore. (laughs) Just kidding. Just one. If you were what? (laughs) I'm just being weird. Um, My emotional support gemstone. She just just grabs it. She'll blow her head arch like a dragon looking through the eyes, and you're like, is she gonna... (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't have eyebrows like that. Paper thing. <laughs> Love him. He's like, oh, yeah. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's a visual joke. Nobody's gonna. Fine. Holding up the clipboards like giant eyebrows. Let's get a move on then, shall we? Us sitting here in this room is not you going see, to. You see, Ilgoth immediately feels very bad for what she just did, but also kind of like, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. You know. Ilgoth. Your concern was not misplaced. Okay. May I proceed with my query to you now? What? Yeah, I'll watch him. It's fine. No, I'm not going to ask you to watch him. Okay. We're going to, we're going to take him with us because I don't trust him to be alone with anyone not of the party. Uh, mostly because I don't want him diving back into the lab. What, what, what do you want me to do? Set his rig to play some nice peaceful music and a soft pattern of scintillating colors, please. What? Is that not a thing? Um, uh, I understand what you mean. Um, I will send you? the Kyurger ascending of a YouTube video of nice fractal patterns that, that rotate in <laughs> colors and have soft distillating music that can play on an yeah. endless loop. Okay, you have no access to your rig right now. You do get ascending and you feel it, and it feels like something in your vision. It's a physical object and you mm-hmm. keep trying to grab at it and it doesn't work. You have no idea how to do this. You see the distortion around it? In fact, suddenly you can see this distortion around things and the, the mind in your brain. Uh, the mind in your brain. <laughs> <laughs> the voice I in mean, your brain. You might have a second one now. Uh, the voice in your brain that's still kind of aware. It's like, hey, you're under powerful hallucinogenics and other drugs. Some of this isn't real. That, that distortion seems like it might be real. And you can really see every imposition of the, the iconography and the source as it distorts space. And it's much more, it's not a vague sense or a ripple. It's a harder outline. You can see every time she sends, you can see, like, the, you can't read it, but you can see the impression of the text on it. You see this whole building is suffused with it. So it's, it's just like a, a massive, like, um... In, in position on the world. Yeah, it's just like everything has an invisible outline that is impossible to ignore, and it distorts everything. And now that you notice it, you can't unnotice it. it. Yeah. But of course you're having to deal with like overt hallucinations that are happening too. Sure, yeah. And you can distinguish those because they won't have the outline. Ah. So you have a little bit of... He seems to come together. He's come out of the room, and <laughs> he's just looking around. Unfortunately, you see the little bonsai park, mm-hmm. and that's the most fascinating thing you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> It's a little tiny world, and you watch the little, there's little sprite-like things dancing around, mm-hmm. and you just, it feels like you could zoom in as much as you want. He's got his head buried into the bonsai, just looking at things. You touch the stream, it's cold, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, this is your world now. I mean, it's yours. Yeah. Can you just carry him while he holds the bonsai? Yes, I was going to well, it's, it's, use the duvet to try to make a hammock for him to rest in, because I feel like it's part of the around, wall. But... It's not oh, got room. it. Yeah. Green John trundles over to him, making some weird, like, and he kind of 
reaches out with his proboscis and kind of around your waist. Mm-hmm. Um, are you going to stop him? Yeah. You kind of don't notice. And he hasn't. And then with an incredible amount of strength, he just kind of dragged you up on top of his back. <laughs> Thank you, Roger. Yeah, and you, for a second, oh, I was flying, but I decided not to, so that's fine. Yeah. And you're just kind of sitting, draped, like, like sitting like you're trying to ride him, but he's too broad, so you kind of have to <laughs> just cross leg, and you're just, and, and then you just, you balance such that you can be there. Uh, it, it, it's really ungainly looking. What do you guys do? I go out the door. Are you guys coming? Yes. 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 <laughs> Lena and Tolerate, what, should we stay? Or? Oh, probably. Um... Paul's like, probably. Yes. He looks around. Okay. And he was like, no! Like a really protracted whine. Okay, you give me a notice now. You can tell that Tall um, is getting a little bit fed up with Lena, and he's just not ever going to show. To you saw it because you're pretty perceptive, and his duty is his duty, but they're not like childhood friends. He has a ward that he has to take care of, and he's still a kid himself, so it gets on top of him sometimes. Okay. And with all the importance that she represents too. Well, I'm not afraid for her to be mad at me, so Lena. You must, you must show respect to others around you, especially those who have taken so much time and care and energy into being with you, protecting you, taking care of you like Tall has. You put yourself to shame. You dishonor yourself by not showing him the respect he deserves. All right, that's two feats. Dominator, are you? I was just going to send up the <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's... That, you, you, like, just get flat. Get, for some reason, if you're flatter, her wards won't hit you. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell I've trips. Uh, Twelve. She's, she's like... She get a little watery eyes. Like, oh, oh, and small voice. Oh, okay. Root flare out. Everyone's testing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll pat her head. And just touch her cheek and say, okay. She's like, okay. And Tal's like, all right. One of the soldiers looks at you, just turns his whole head and just looks at you. And looks at them. He's communicating to you that he could watch them. That's exactly what I was like. Well, let's see what's going on. I'll, I'll say, I'll address it. I guess his name is Two, or like the second yeah, one. Yeah, they don't really. Um, <laughs> they, I think they gave you something. Like, I, they said something about who they were, but I'm not going to give you that information if you don't have it. <laughs> oh, actually, I probably you write it down. down. Yeah, I just got to find where it is on this. Maybe your old character sheet. Yeah, what you've the, had these guys for a minute. Yeah. One of the reasons why you don't remember is because it's just not... It, it's hard to focus on them. Yeah, I'll say... And you don't feel like people as much as you... It, it's really hard to define. I'll say, Tall, you should come with us. And then I'll look over, and it's like, uh, no, no, I'll, I'll stay. I, I just, he, he's like, I can't leave. Uh, the, the soldier wants to stay with them. Ah, um, to, I see. To physically defend them, because Tall's a little kid. And uh-huh. He can fight, but what is it going to be? I'll leave, I'll leave two of them with them. Yeah, they uh, just kind of agree. You, okay. barely, you barely have to say anything. 
Um, I will order room service in the form of picture books and any other small children's toys to have that be sent up. Just not 75 boxes of five, of 15 different things. I'm just going to get them a PS5, so it's fine. Yeah, there's a whole list of bizarre toys. You have no idea what they are. Uh, I'll select 10 at random. Okay. Yeah, and you get a query to be a few minutes. You guys leave? Yes. yes. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll let his guys know. When they come, just put your hand on the door to open. Yeah, and you, you walk out, um, the the, <laughs> the scale falls away, and you when you leave, it comes back up, and then it glows like a, like reflected sunlight, and it just stays that dragon. In fact, the, the scales have expanded a little bit out onto the frame and into the hall of the wall. You might be able to take an um, a rock from the world, especially if you have something. I assume you're walking and old, talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, especially if you have something from the old continent where where you were from, mm-hmm. and inscribe the rune of each one of our names onto it, and invoke and give each one of us that, and that might help us find each other when we need it. So it's not an immediate location, but it's more of a guide or a compass. She's got. She's. You're floating, and you've. You got your uh, four, like your front parts up, and you're lecturing. You're holding your gym like this, and like. (laughs) 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 Uh, Point this out. When was the last time we were separated? You get onto the, the lift. It doesn't Um, mean it won't happen. Yesterday. And you've completely gotten used to it. Even the dogs have gotten used to it. Like just stepping on it, and you're already going down. Looking at this, you look make the mistake of looking over as the. And it's like clearly the building is going into the sky. Sure, yeah. Yeah. And so you try to get flatter. Mm. He pats you, lifts up over, and it pats you. Aww. <laughs> but when you try to grab it, it's like, oh, fuck, fuck. <laughs> I hand Kyrger one of my old veils. Yeah, you put, it on, you put it on your face. For a second, you're like, well, I don't want to turn things to stone. Why would I? Okay, no, wait, no, that's fine. You find yourself in the lobby, and the again the little path lights up, and uh, towards the door. What? Um, no, keep going, cause oh, I just have something I didn't realize I had. Um, and you walk out. It's good to be out here in this natural place. There are a lot of birds around, even more. It's morning, the church being, um, cities going by, lots of activity. And where were you headed? To the free walkers. Oh. Yeah, we're not yeah, going to the going, hotel. We're just going downstairs. Okay, so, yeah. yeah you, you out for a second just to get some air. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come back in. Going outside was a problem. It, it's like you, you're really worried when you get out there. Mm-hmm. It's just too open. Mm-hmm. But you go back inside, it's nice and dark. They, uh, the, uh, the room, the conference room they're using is a little bit up, but you would have had to transfer over anyway. When you get into another lift that takes you up. And this one is not in the main four lifts. It's a side one, and there's just two of them. And you go up, and this is just going through a shaft of the gray, gray steel or whatever metal it is. Uh, and going through different levels, and you see s- smaller like golden doors in, in the grayish uh, silvery walls, and it stops off in like the 8th level or so, or 80th level. And... Uh, you see on the, uh, there's no signage or anything, but when you get near it, everybody gets ascending that says, like, scheduled, uh, you know, what was it, uh, free combat or something? 
Something like that. Combat demonstration? Yeah. What a rogue. And uh, it's scheduled for like, you know, like five minutes. Coming down on the other side of the hallway, out of another door, you see Marigold. And that's the only face you recognize. She's in her armor. She's got her pike. Or her partisan, really. And uh, there are other figures. There's uh, two people in bluish robes. And they're fiddling around with something, like gauntlets or something. And there's four figures in identical chain. It looks like micro-mail, but it's even finer. And it's just draped over them. But even that, is, you can tell, is really archaic. Mm-hmm. And, then there's, and there's a couple dudes, like really, really muscular-looking guys. Laconian, a little shorter than average. They've obviously been altered. They, they're like normal human size, except they're very muscular, and they're just bared to... They just got blousy pants on and nothing, just chest, you know? Uh, shiny. Um, they look like they have tattoos, like a bandolier of tattoos that go around. And one of them has got a shield and a short sword. And the other one's got a spear. He's got a net that's kind of tied onto him, wrapped up. And you can see, you can just kind of see this play out because they're circling around, coming to your side, out of the door they were in. Um, and you can see she's in front, and she's got a few, a little bit of space. She's got this look on her face through her helmet because it's just a, you know, mostly a cap. This one she's using, a look of like, oh my god, I'm so tired. And, and she walks up and sees you, lights up. It waves and whispers something to them, and they, they're right in front of you. I forget, she had a pretty stilted way of talking, didn't she? Uh, I think that she was... Really? No, she just sounded like a like enthusiastic young woman. Okay, fine. That's easier for me. <laughs> <laughs> we already have Ilgoth. <laughs> That's true. Good to see you, um, Galzerez. Marigold. Lieutenants, boys. Um, we are you going? You're going to be for our battle demonstration? Um, I suppose so. To be completely honest, we're expecting a, a bit of a crowd. We really are. We wish to lend you our support specifically. Well, um, follow me in, and we will brief everyone. Uh, what's how this will go? It's the lightest touch system. <laughs> <laughs> they, they walk in, and it's a huge domed interior building. <coughs> It's got windows that look out, but there's no way this is facing the outdoors, so it's probably artificial. Mm-hmm. There's a breeze coming in, it's well ventilated, and there are the support beams of the dome are made to look like tree trunks, and you realize that's just for right now. It's some sort of effect that she's put into the system. And the, it's that greenish grass-like carpet that becomes much more defined and like dense grass. There's a, a desk nearby, a silvery one just floating with a chair. And there's that kind of solid paper that everyone uses when they're really being archaic. There's a, a, a hairy-looking young man just wearing normal Laconian uh, dress. He's an engineer. And um, he's, like, pointing everyone to sign in. And they're all, like, they, they take a pen, and they're enacting a big deal. It's like, oh, how quaint. You know, signing in. It's just ink on it. Um, it's just like, if you could sign in, and we will brief everyone. Check-in closes at 8.30. Okay. We're not, I'm not going to belabor this because you guys will just get lost in it. But there's already people in here on the other side dressed. Yeah, they got tabards on. And there's a group in the corner who have, like, spiked bandoliers and face paints. And they're, like, twin axes and bizarre, like, guitars. Uh, one with, like, a short spear and a bizarre-looking buckler with spikes on it. And they're sitting on there laughing. 
and they're drinking. I thought the horde was banned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there's a group of uh, road figures in blue, and the ones that she was with, they quickly go over there. Will we be watching this, the festivities, or? Just be patient. <laughs> Can we just watch them? Well, she's she's like, okay, I'm going to give the announcement, but this technically, this is the Greenstone Free Walker, so their their set leader will be doing the main announcement, but I'm the coordinator, so I get, you know, to talk about all the logistics. So she goes to the center of the room, and she waits a minute, and a bunch of people file in. It's not overcrowded, but there's a, a, a large number of people, and they're all just normal Laconians come in. Uh, one is like a young kid, maybe 10 or 12, and he's wearing, he's got his jumpsuit on, he's also just got leather buckles and belts on, and a sword and a scabbard that he clearly just got, uh, bought that day, and his mm. parents are there being very protective. She gets up and announces and says, like, oh, these are combat demonstrations for the free walkers. Note that safety protocols are in effect, um, and we do recommend that if you're young, that uh, this could be quite upsetting. And she looks to the kid, and the parents are like, oh, obviously send her something that they've signed off on. And I'd like to give the floor to the sub leader, uh, Owl. And uh, a guy comes out from behind one of the uh, support beams, and he's dressed in shiny silver armor, much better than uh, Marigold's. She's like, welcome, everyone. I'm sub leader Owl, or, or Raven Black. <laughs> What you're about to witness is a demonstration of combat from times long gone, championed by those in the unfettered lands. Everybody goes, clangs their shit together. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And he, he describes what's going to happen. Uh, Marigold des- describes logistics. Okay, stay around and the, don't go past the supports. So it kind of little, not a fence, but a little glowing, pale glowing green lights. Like, stay behind there while they fight. And... After the demonstration, should anyone want to participate? Well, you know, your life is your own to risk. <laughs> Begin! And then they they all start fighting. Um, oh, stag here. Got it. it well, yeah, they're, I mean, they're fighting fighting. They got real weapons. They're just archaic. So, how much of this do you want? <laughs> I knew doing this would hurt. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's why I got high. It's like... Hey, we're, hey, we all work, we all work in a shoe store day to day, forty hours a week. Let's do a, 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 a tabletop game with magic shoes. It's, it's, yeah, I, I'm fine with hitting fast forward on this one. Uh, it, what it's a little bit startling because you've never seen them go all out. They break off into teams and they just start fighting. You can all give me a no on them. It's not that hard. Oh yes. <laughs> Your uh, disadvantage is still in effect. Oh, I know. Um, you feel like you're wearing shoes, I think, right? Yeah. But you can somehow feel the grass through them. Ooh. And they're starting to fight. And the, uh, for one second, you're like, that's really, you shouldn't handle your problems that way. Why would anybody do that to each other? Exactly. It's ridiculous. And you realize it's not real. But it is real. How could it not be real? Like, and you realize, even if they don't get hurt, they would have, they've still done the violence. So it's still, that's still happening, and it's going to stay here. Mm-hmm. And that's bad. This room's bad. I got a thirteen. Um, you uh, even with the six. Yep. Okay. I, ni- I got a nineteen. So minus six, thirteen. Um, what everybody else get? <laughs> Seven. Hidden secrets of Earth. Not really. Old world. Twenty-one. Knowledge of bygone era. No. Uh, Eleven. Okay, y'all got enough. 
Um, <laughs> the skill levels vary widely. Uh, Maripol's not bad. Um, they, they fight and they get in formation and they're hesitant at first. Uh, in the first group is her group versus the blue guys. And they've got staves. And they're fighting with staves. And then they're doing, apparently, like old world sorcery. And the reason why your things didn't apply because it's just a... It's... It's magic that isn't the iconography, but it doesn't ping on any recognizable way. They're throwing, like, blue fire at them, and somebody takes it on a shield. Um, like, Marigold sees an opening where a, a wizard is fumbling with something, and he's getting stabbed, and she just runs the guy through. He's like, ah! And then it cuts off, and he falls to the ground. There's no blood. And, but she pulls it out, there's blood on it, but it disappears. And then um, he, he crawls away. And then as he's crawling away, he just gets up and just goes in their little section that he's out. And the fight goes. Marigold's team is doing really well. But two of the wizards run back. And they drop their sleeves. And then they, they just hold up what looks like tiny suns. And they just throw them. And there's this explosion. Marigold drops down. Uh, she blocks most of the blast. But her compatriots are just... The, the guys in the chain are just flattened. And she's like coughing. And then... Um, you can see that that should have like burned her lungs and broken her ribs, and it has. But she gets up, and she isn't moving very well. This should be enough pain that it just, even with adrenaline, but she's still moving. She kills one of the other wizards, and then another one just clocks her helmet hard, rings her bell, and she's knocked out. And there's like a cheer goes up. And all of a sudden, everybody who was hurt or dead just gets back up and is like shakes their heads up. Uh, some of them pop a conf, and like everybody claps. And Marigold's like, ah, wizards, I can't deal with that. <laughs> then the uh, spiky, like, biker-looking guys fight uh, the shirtless dudes in another group that's sort of... And it's just absolute mayhem and brutality. Like, the shirtless guys are better trained, but the other guys are acting like this is for reals, for real. One guy jumps on another one, and he just starts slamming his elbow, the gauntlet, in, in, into the guy. Now somebody comes up and just starts stabbing him. They're all laughing. And they get, you see blood coming off of them and then immediately healing and falling away. The, uh, the savages win mostly through ferocity. And then they, they're like, you know, like chanting something. It doesn't make a lot of sense. You, you realize it's some sort of uh, unfettered lands dialect that they're chanting. And you see uh, Marvel just roll her eyes. It's like, it's not what it's about. It's not why we do this. <laughs> and they have a couple more matches. Uh, with the nose, you realize that, yeah, some of the savage guys, they're just no skill at all. They're just, here's an excuse to get drunk and kill people. Mm -hmm. Others, they have a few levels. Like, uh, Marigold's probably, you know, six, like, uh, six and five or seven. And uh, the tactics aren't great, and because they get healed and the pain is dampened, they don't act as normally as they would. They're a little too aggressive. Mm -hmm. But it's pretty close. Like, the, the, the parents and the kids, they left. They left. Yeah. Like, mm. Almost immediately. Everybody cheers. And she, uh, Marigold comes out and like, well, now there'll be a brief rest with refreshments, and in five we will t see about if anybody else wants to join. Um, if you're interested before that, you can sign up with the Greenstone step. She points at the uh, obnoxious guy who did the announcement who didn't fight. Or, yeah, also we have ours. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, uh, the Imperial City. There's a real, you know, tension between them that you can tell. Mm -hmm. So then, okay, so now there's just this lull. Okay. okay. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, so I look down at Absolution and I'm like, 
this is not what you were made for. Uh, I'll ask Marigold. Marigold, is this activity important to you? Well, yeah. Do you wish us to participate? I'm already over there signing up. <laughs> uh, as a group, um, I don't know if that would be good, but if, if you wanted to do exhibition and fight one-on-one someone... Do you, do you wish us to participate with your group? Oh, well, this is for this is a free-for-all for whoever signs up. We, we, we're we're going to do a tournament. We're supposed to do a tournament, right? And like, yeah, well, of course. So are we doing it now? Because I need to know if we're doing this now. And, and see how much, yeah, how much of this do you want me to throw back at everybody? <laughs> <laughs> Mostly I'm, as Black Oak feels that he owes her, I'll just do it in character. Give me a no roll. Cool. <laughs> But we're gonna do that this weekend. <laughs> I hate you. Ilgoth <laughs> is uh, she's with you, and she's just sat back and just been rolling her eyes the whole time. Oh, fifteen. She she wouldn't mind if one or two of you would sign up and beat the crap out of that guy and maybe his group, okay. but she knows that that's not cool. Uh, but she also thinks that it would be good. Um, like press says, hey, the envoys showed up in Lark for a while, um, right. and it would probably draw up some business. But also, she's like, hey, I, I got they're here for really important things, and this is a pastime, and it feels like unprofessional. She's really conflicted. Okay, uh, I will also sign up. Gals are that I can do this. I feel like um, I don't feel. That the Kyrger and I should participate because I he's not in any state to do so, and I'm not sure about the capabilities of the magical restraints on this. I do not want to actually hurt someone. Yeah, that's fine. I'm just curious. I feel that we still owe her a debt given what occurred in the Imperial City, and I feel this is a good way for, at least on my side, to repay that. You all are taking this far too seriously. And I just go over and I, oh, it's like, it's like, all right, Marigold, where do I sign up? And I, I before I do that, I'm going to take absolution. I'm just like, would you mind holding on to this for just a moment, Gwen? I'll take it, yeah. Okay, you take absolution? <laughs> yes. I was waiting for that. Just don't draw it. Leave it on your back. That's a 21 enchantment. Ooh. Its nature is trying to judge you. I'll accept it. Okay. There is a, uh, a flash of silvery light. Um, it's contained somehow in here. You, you have a feeling there's some very powerful iconography going on. The Kyrgyz are absolutely transfixed at it. He's looking around in the air like he's seeing something that's not there. Um, and the enchantment hits you and you could feel like it is like tearing through your memories trying to find something it's cr- it's brutal trying to find something to judge you about and some of the memories sort of come to the surface the wicked things you did long ago put in high relief and then something glowing like an arm puts itself out in your mind's eye the sword itself just being like a upside down just sitting there in your mind's eye and it sticks its hand out to the sword and there's a, a, a blast of light and the sword just retreats from it. <coughs> and you're holding it in your hand, it feels cold. The memories are still kind of hovering there, 
but they uh, something interceded on your behalf. Uh, Gwen will say very, very quietly, do you want to take my spear? I Or my axe? Do they have, like, weapons that I can... Borrow? Yeah, there's a rack near where marigolds were. They're all... All varieties. There's flails and staves. There's, there's long swords. Okay. I think I'll just borrow one they have. Okay, I'm gonna sit... I'm just gonna sit down very quiet. You see Kyarger, like, win all the iconography that's going on. Mm-hmm. If you've seen Terminator 2, you know, when he's, like... like or the Abyss. Like, yeah. it's a tube of the... The CGI, it, you could see it just reaching out, touching things, like imposing an outline on it and removing from it, like a living thing coming in, drifting. And you don't know where it's coming from. It seems like it's the building, and especially this room, but mm. it's always everywhere. You feel like you're swimming in it. It's not unpleasant, but it's upsetting. Mm. So you've signed up. The preliminaries are go, they go over, like, uh, one of the savage guys is there. He's, well, he's the guy who's stabbing him. Big dude, tall and lanky, and he's got the leather straps. Uh, he's got two knives, but he's picked up a spear and a buckler for this. He looks at you and nods. Um, you can tell that there's an undercurrent of fear in him, but it's overwhelmed by because he's on drugs. He's like really uh, stemmed out, drunk, and but focused enough that he can perform. But he's a little nervous, and she tells you it's like you know it's still uh, you're you would have been killed. Uh, is it, would you like any other rules? And he's like, of course not. And then he does that motto in a language you don't understand. She rolls her eyes. Like, All right, then. Envoy Galzareth, Lieutenant of the Summoner. And she leans on that a little hard. Not She's not trying to insult you, but she thinks it's cool. <laughs> Obviously. And um, Dreadbore. Nah, I knew. The Defiler. <laughs> I was expecting. Like, ah. I was close. I was expecting Kilgore, but yeah. and and uh, begin. She steps out of the way. Okay. Um. Let's see. Oh, you rolled like four sixes. Oh, laugh. Give me a notice. Just got so me? lucky. Okay. Yeah. Normally, th- normally I give uh, initiative to however it goes, but this is a formal fight, mm-hmm. so it's whoever gets the highest on the notice on this. Okay, I got an eight. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's your turn. Okay. Um, He's got a spear and his buckler. He knows something. Okay. I will just, um, out the gate with as much explosive force as I can, just level the heaviest attack on him right away that I physically can. So I will rush towards him. Roll three sixes, yeah, nice. Thirty-four. All right. Uh, it's is the longsword you have. It's very plain, and uh, it's made out of steel. It's just steel, but it's like mo- like how we have mono steel now, like tool steel. It's like perfect. Yes. <laughs> so it would be a magic sword in your like back home, and you just he's there. And you, 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 you know when to strike, and you've got the sword kind of hovering over your shoulder, and just one step forward, and you just cut into his neck, into his chest, draw it back, he falls over. He's like, Ugh. and then immediately, like, shakes and gets up, everybody claps, and he's like, does this. <laughs> like, 
Uh, Marigold comes out very chuffed up. He's like, well, not surprising. But... <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't throw his buckler and spear down and like, this bullcrap! <laughs> well, the thing about this is, even if it is kind of nerdy, they are draw- hitting each other with oh, a real yeah, weapon. Yeah. So that's going to filter. Oh, yeah. He gets up, he uh, he shakes your, he hands his head up, shake him, and, and then he pulls it back and you get a card in your hand. Okay. I'll look at it's this. complicated, so you don't have a little time to make sense of it. I guess I'll pocket it's it. It's sweaty, too, but yeah, you pocket it. <laughs> Luckily, it's made out of Laconian like, fiber, so it's not going to... For a good time call. Um, you sign up as well? Sure. Um, let's see. One of the wizards steps forward. So give me a notice roll. Okay. As they start the battle. Uh, ten or okay. more. My, my spec applies. Wizard, he has a staff. It's made out of wood. It's even got the thickened part, and it's all you know. Uh, it's got a carving of a, a wizened uh, figure on it. And it, it, you, you draw up. She calls the match, and then immediately he throws out a ball of blue fire that's like whoosh, coming at you. Okay. Uh. Defend with fight? Nope. It's it's a projectile magic attack. It's move. If you have a shield, I'll let you do it, but you don't. Okay. So, uh, move. All right. It is a 15 coming at you. Uh, 7. Okay. Uh, it strikes you. Sorry, 6. Oh, 6. Same. It strikes you for two, the, the, the explodes on you, and bur- starts to burn, but then it immediately stops. You feel like, yeah, this has been pretty damn painful. You can see why they won. Uh, also. Yeah. It's your turn. All right. Uh, I'll basically just reach up with my branches and uh, sort of do an overhead strike. Okay. <clears throat> Eighteen. Okay. You strike him. Uh, he tries to get out of the way, but you clip him on the shoulder, send him flying. He cries out a little bit, but hes you can tell he's done this a lot. It's, it's like, Ugh. and it hits him. He, he, he's back to the side. You can tell it's like it's broken ribs or something, but he's hes still moving. Basically, you get the penalties of suffering. It's just flavor-wise, you don't experience the pain. Um, oh, even though I, oh, he does or I have? He, he does. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it didn't do enough that it would hurt much on you anyway. It should have started a fire, but that didn't happen. Uh, he uh, holds his staff horizontal, and then a little rent in space. You were looking at this, and you're like terrified for a moment mm-hmm. as like something opens up and it's a door. And all of these bats made out of light, translucent, come at you, and they're chittering at you, and just this horrible cacophony of ultrasonic uh, sounds. They are essentially trying to infect you with fear. Can that be an enchant? Yeah, you can do resist with enchant or you can bid something else. It's a 14. Uh, if they're trying to infect me with fear, uh, I'd like to, be, with uh, sonic attack, I would like to basically yell back with a dominate to okay. resist. I'll let you do that. Okay. 
23. Okay. Um, yeah, the, the bats all scatter and shatter like glass and buff glass onto the ground, which actually stays. Um, you He's moved away, so you gotta, uh, you know, you got to use your movement to get him. Okay. Uh, also, if I have reach to basically attack him from further away, but I think we're both keeping distance. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll do another overhand strike again. Twenty-seven. Okay. You strike him. He goes flying and hits the wall and crumbles to the ground. Okay. Uh, and everybody claps. He gets up. <clears throat> and he's like, he bows. I'll bow in return. In response. A few more matches happen between like they get a couple of people who are the, the newbies, uh, the normals, uh, the normies. They start fighting and they're just flailing around and it's fun. And two younger men are fighting with swords and one of them just. Cuts the other one, and the other one's like, ah! And then he's like, okay. And then Marigold's like, all right, that was that would have been a lethal wound. You could feel it. And that's when it's over. It's like, yeah, but it doesn't. It's like, yeah, because that's the protocols. If this would have been real, you'd be bleeding on the ground. But I could... He's like, look, this is the way it is. So it's time for the next match. And he's just kind of complaining as he goes over. How much more do you guys want? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I, think, I had in-character reasons for wanting this. Um, the, the sort of the more matches go on, you get a lot of uh, people filing in. Somebody's probably sent that, like, hey, the envoys are doing this. Mm -hmm. And what time is it, by the way? 10.15. Okay, we just go to um, They file in because somebody's like, hey, there's a, oh, a free show, you know, down the club. Yeah. And they've watched it, so it's, it's, all, it's fairly crowded. A bunch more matches happen, then it breaks up with refreshments. Um, a lot of people sign up. Uh, she, Marigold's talking to people, and finally the last of them leave, except for her group, some of the savage guys, and you. Before the uh, all the spectators leave, uh, I'll make a really big show out of uh, clapping and doing, like, you know, give it up for the Imperial City Freewalkers. Okay, you can give me a, uh, hmm, I, what would you want to roll for that? Uh, I'd probably want to roll are you uh, are you create yeah because yeah, I'm trying to convince people yeah 11 okay. yeah they uh, they seem to make note of it you also realize that Marigold's fairly personable and she's talking to a lot of them the other guy he's sort of holding court yeah uh, I was actually just pissed off the other guy <laughs> of course all the savage guys go over to him they're mm -hmm. obviously from his group the, the thing is is like it's what's pretty clear is that the greenstone sept is one of the biggest because it's just the kind of city for it. But the Imperial set is big because it's the main city. So they have a, there's more normies and more like part-time kind of like, you know, casuals, but they're more, they have social skills. Um, and it sort of wraps up. You're going to say anything to Marigold? Uh, yeah, actually. Um, I'm going to go over to her and say, uh, I didn't quite realize exactly how close to actual warfare this was. Oh, well, yes. It used to be, before we figured out how, well, before we were allowed to set up in positions, because it takes a, quite a lot of authority and of the source to, to heal people like that. Um, mm -hmm. In order, if you were to try to do that in a real fight, you, somebody would have to be in a rig, like a dragon that's set up just to heal them for that kind of thing. So it's not very practical. Although the... Uh, 
the enforcers, their armor can do things like that. You've probably not seen any of those guys. They don't, they're not very public. Uh, but once we finally figure out how to do it and set it up and have the right you know, contracts and enough money, then yeah, this one was kind of last minute, but because we knew you were visiting, we, I reached out to the Greenstone Sept and they had coordinated it pretty quickly. I'm so glad you showed up. She like touched you on the shoulder and everything. Yes, of course. Um, how long are you here for? A few days. Yeah, oh, that's right. That's what she said. Ah, well, I'm exhausted. Uh, there's going to be a party later on. Uh, it'll probably be just going on all night, but she gives you the room number. Okay. Mm-hmm. Much appreciated. I think we have a um, a meeting with who knows at this point, but if we can, I'll stop by. Yes. Uh-huh. All right. I'll give Galzareth uh, with both hands. Oh, the sword back? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Much appreciated. I don't think that this would have necessarily been the right outing for it. Where you next? You, uh, yeah. Just uh, if y'all decide where to go. Explore the city? We'll probably wonder about the city until it's time to go visit the wizards. Yeah. There are a couple of, like, just being in the hotel, you get, like, inundated with advertisements for places I to I would go. like to leave the hotel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I block all of those advertisements from the hotel. Same. Yeah. Okay, well, they were just places to go. Oh, okay. Basically, they negotiated with the hotels. Like, hey, just get our listings here. You could also just reach out anytime you want, and it just has, like, the ombudsman will tell you. Mm-hmm. All these different restaurants and amusement places and things you don't understand what they are exactly. Uh, they say that there's sensoriums open, but if you want to go outside for it, there's sensoriums that are outside, like, standalone establishments out in the city. And you see people like sitting in chairs and like things flying in front of them and they're imbibing, there's music and it looks very, uh, you know, cyberpunk. Shall we go to a park? Mm-hmm. Be nice. And you guys head to the hotel out mm-hmm. to the parkland. That's where I'll call it. Never After was created, designed, and written by Adrian McLear. This podcast is produced and edited by Grace Skelton. Our music is Shimmering Lights by Punch Deck. You can find a link to their Patreon and Spotify page in our description. Thank you so much for listening, and we can't wait for you to hear the rest of our adventure.